change. Eventually, someone's going to put a dollar in the bucket. Please put dollars in our buckets. If you, if you don't know, it's patreon.com slash Pod. if you want to send us a dollar. And by sending us that dollar, you get extra bonus stuff, and, we'll, and we can see all the people who are on Patreon, so we can do personal stuff. We can shout you out. We can follow you on Twitter. You know, do other things like that where we're interacting with you. If you have something you want to talk about, email us, btppod at gmail.com. Or we'll, <laughs> si- or we'll sing to you. I want to, we're going to sing. We're going to sing. We're going to do some singing. We're definitely going to do some Send singing. Send us some money on patreon.com slash btppod, and we will sing some song. We'll sing whatever song you want. Oh, maybe you shouldn't say that. <laughs> we'll sing some, some songs you wouldn't expect us to sing. How about yeah. that? But... Thanks for having fun with us. Make sure you go to Beside the Point Podcast on Facebook. Uh You can go facebook.com slash btppod. btppod.com has all the information. Okay, I got proposed to in the parking lot at Woodman's. Somebody you know? No, some weird guy in camo. In camo? It, he was he was in full camo. He looked like he was actually from Wisconsin, which mm-hmm. Woodman's, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I ran into the store. He asked you to marry him? Yeah. I got <laughs> I got liquor. I got Did liquor. You have a ring already. I, I don't know. I was just I was like, dude. But anyway, so I've got I've got the I've got the two bags of alcohol and I'm walking out, you know, on the side near the Okay. Mm-hmm. Near the liquor section. And I said, um, and well, and you I'm just, just wanted your liquor. Well, no, I'm just trucking along, mm-hmm. and he said, "Those that's not enough bags for groceries," because I only had two bags. And I said, "Well, it's all booze." And he stopped. He actually stopped walking. And he looked at me and he said, "Marry me." I'm like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no," and I like ran to my car. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite a proposal. Well, but it, it, basically, it, it, it is. Counted. Like any, no, any woman that can do that, it's just no, it's kind of like, oh my god. Yeah, he's like, I want. Yeah, yeah. At least, he at least wanted a, a date or. A, <coughs> yes, there was a. Well, no, he was. He was looking. I mean, he he like his eyebrows on it up. He's like, marry me. He looked pretty serious. I'm like, no. Wow. Oh boy. <laughs> oh Jesus! He no. Wanted your booze. Better than wanting something else, I guess. Oh, but what? What? <laughs> what? what? Hey, hey now. <laughs> <laughs> and it begins. And so it is. And we don't even so have Tony here to talk today. Oh, uh, I, I'm so disappointed because my day isn't complete until I make him blush repeatedly. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we'll cue the music. Call him and have him be like a phone in. No, let him have it. No, no, let him have his fun. Let him, let him be. He gets, he gets to miss this, and then I'll, and then I'll tie him down and and tape earphones to his head and make him listen to this. Tie him down and strip him. Is that what you were just gonna say? No. All right. (laughs) I mean, thank you. Clothing optional, I guess. Thank you. Wow. But, uh, That's an image I really did. If he wants only clothing optional, if he wants to be naked for that, that's fine. That's two. No. Words that or three words that shouldn't go together: Tony and clothing optional. <laughs> All right. Believe me, I look at a sixty-year-old dude in the mirror every day. It's not a pretty sight. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Camel Guy was probably, I don't know, 50-55. Yeah. Was, was he bearded? Me? I, I don't know. He was, wear, he was wearing camo. I was Too immediately camo. like, <laughs> no, I was immediately like, oh, hell no. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's how it is. He probably drove. He probably drove a pickup truck. I, like how many? I how many hotness points do you lose when you're wearing camo? When you're wearing camouflage, everything. Like if you're if you're if, if, all of them. Like if you're a nine and you you're wearing camouflage, that takes you to a negative two. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. that's kind of harsh. I could just take his camo off. I guess. Calls, be, I guess I, the scale right would probably up. be different for unless men you're and unless you're a real women. soldier, and then we'll talk. But then you're probably about twenty. So we're definitely not. No. Nope. 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 Maybe he's just serving like a his like fifth or sixth tour, and he's like forty something. He's a he might be a sergeant or a colonel or something. He might be Hmm. up in the ranks and be. I just want to. I just want to take a a person that's in camo that doesn't look like they're really a soldier and say thank you for your service to him. Sometimes (laughs) (laughs) it should confuse the hell out of him. Oh, I. I'm going hunting. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm certain. The guy goes, "How did you know? Mm-hmm. How'd you know I was going to kill deer today?" We could tell. <gasps> you when just you shot Bambi's mommy. Yes. Or what about the little girls that wear pink camo? How do you feel about pink camo? I mean, I get that completely shit offended. They buy it. Are you talking about little Victoria girls? Secret and stuff and Walmart. Uh, yeah. Walmart, yeah. Uh huh. Like, little it's girls, like, like they're yeah. yeah. How old is it? Like, it's 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 they're wearing yeah they're wearing camo but it's pink camo. Behave. Children don't wear camo. It just makes you look ridiculous. And like a redneck. Just wear what you want. <laughs> All right. I don't care. So we've if already it's camo. So we've already derailed and exploded. Well, no, we haven't started our main. We're just. This is how you open up. It's a yeah, warm it's just, up. It's, it's, it's like it's, somebody warming up an audience. You know? Right. <laughs> me 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 me. Everybody do their warming exercises. Warm up. Get to the chopper. That's how I warm up. You have a beautiful singing voice. Yes, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi. Well, that kind of fits our our uh, predetermined thing. It's our new theme song. Oh, I've not- just seen a lot of science fiction that- films. Oh, that- no, it's our new theme song. Everybody's doing it. That could work. That could work. Your mind. Blow my mind. Welcome to the Beside the Point podcast. I'm being joined by uh, Sean, as usual. What's up? And we're also being joined by um, John and Christine. Hi, ho. Not so usual. Hi ho, who are not very usual at all. No, no. we lay claim, but in a good that. way. We lay claim to that proudly. Uh, we work hard on this. So, what are we talk about this week, Joe? I don't know. What do you guys want to talk? What do you guys want to talk? What have you been up to? Uh, how was everybody have a good uh, holiday season and everything? We did. We did. Anything notable happen? Well, pre-holidays, since the last podcast, I'm a grandfather again. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. The beautiful Rooney Beckett. Yeah. Who likes me much more than she likes him. Oh, yeah. Keep yourself <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. You have breasts at, at her age. <laughs> yeah, but there's nothing like going on here. I mean, they're, 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 they're empty weeks. vessels. They're not... Uh, <laughs> I don't have breasts. I'm sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> 
me to do a little bit. Moobs. <laughs> those are, those moves. are my man boobs. Oh, my man. movies. Man. My movies. <laughs> what did I do with my phone? <laughs> he's he's setting the timer. He's like, I'm yeah, to, like, we're going to do this for about 20 minutes. And then we're trying gonna... to just change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find my list of topics. And I think I think it's on. near the Christmas cactus oh, over by the television. All right. Yeah, so that John can get the vacuum back out. And so it is. Best laugh I had today. Well, but but Rooney, I mean, she knew that she wasn't going to get anything to eat. She was just kind of snuggling in. She was she was comfortable. She was just you know. Yeah. That was on all the mics. Are you dying? Um, Holy mackerel. How was your holiday? I um, went and spent some time with uh, some family. We went, we did it on like New Year's Eve during the day. That was when everybody could get together. My aunt lives in Florida, so she flew up for the like the week after New Year's, I believe, or that week between Christmas and New Year's. So we got together for that, and yeah, pretty pretty uh, pretty uneventful. Cool. Kind of played, played some games and had some had some food and just yeah. When there's not there's not no drama there's no nobody's being weird or <laughs> then it all, must not it must not be with your family because with my yeah. family there's nothing but drama so even the abridged family now there's nothing but drama. like the, even after you've cut out certain people or forgotten to invite certain people you still get the drama oh yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. and we hung out and watched the grand tour on christmas day that was good yeah i, well, I came up that was uh, new year's day well i was oh, thinking new year's day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. i was thinking what the hell are you talking well i was at work yeah, so okay. yeah. all right one of those holidays yeah that grand tour show i mean it was it used to be the three guys from from top gear and uh, they had some falling out with company that made the show or the producers or something so then they're like we're just gonna make and then they fi- well no they fired the one guy mm-hmm. and so the now jeremy dude because Jer- he was abusive and nasty yeah. and altogether unpleasant like they should have known that after he was on that show for like they what, haven't fi- 15 seasons <laughs> it, 16, it took 20 long. 20 took seasons whatever it, it was mm-hmm. like yeah you know he's kind of a grouchy old, old man. dude <laughs> yeah well but it wasn't <laughs> or just set in his ways or has a certain like thing or right you know, he's the star but not too pretentious about it but he's still like you know things got to be a certain way maybe well, i never really did hear the whole story but well and he wasn't he wasn't like harvey weinstein lecturer yeah, he was just an asshole exactly but then they fired him unceremoniously and the other two guys are like no we're going with you we're gonna screw this and then because of why total ridiculous and craziness yeah I don't get it. Amazon, nobody's telling them what to do. They all, they all, they all work well together, or like they understand each other's quirks. So, yeah, yeah I don't understand the show, but maybe I don't have that chromosome. Yeah, maybe I, it's uh, I it's 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 all yeah, it's all about like I just was just saying the interaction between those three guys and being silly with each other. They go, they'll go, they they go on a quest mm. through Vietnam on these little motorbikes, and then they're buying each other ridiculous gifts like cellos and mm. ship giant like ships of models of ships and paintings and stuff they're like how am i supposed to transport this we're riding mopeds across <laughs> vietnam well my dad rode a motorcycle through vietnam in 1962 did he have a painting strapped to the back of it no <laughs> he probably he probably had some, he, he, probably, he probably had some young beautiful girl strapped to his back sure. <laughs> knowing my father <laughs> wow chuck. chuck chuck didn't play like Chuck. Yes. When in Vietnam, they, you know this. You know the old saying. When in well, Vietnam, well, you know he was he was this he was this. When well, you're being Chuck, be Chuck. Well, That's he was this. I love the, Blonde, handsome kid from Minnesota. You know, some farm boy, and then all of a sudden he's on the other side of the world. And sure, was that a military thing too, or just he just went out there to party? Oh no, it was military. Okay, 
It was military. In 62, I don't think anybody went to the party. <laughs> well, no, he, he got, Maybe he went to, you know. Well, like, no, he got asked to leave the University of South Dakota because, as he put it, he majored in um, beer ball and bunnies. Oh. So, and that didn't, that didn't fly at that time. So he, you know, what else is a um, young strapping man to do in the 1962 other than college? Exactly. The draft was still going on at that time too. I think right? no, it was or, before the draft. Before the draft, yeah, he well, did, yeah, they, yeah. But I mean, you, you like that whole spirit of World War II. Like you enlisted, like out of pride, or like a lot of people just like. Well, it was, it was normal. To do yeah, I mean, just, you, yeah, go see the world. So, yeah. so yeah, he did that, and then um, the first tour was nothing but um, riding around in the jungle and not getting shot at and smoking weed on the beach. And then the second tour is when it went to hell. Because he signed up for the second because the first was really fun for him. Mm-hmm. So, but, but that's yeah. when you go early. So, yeah, my uh, stepdad was involved with like I think the later side of uh, of of like some of that stuff when he was in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. So he was just kind of involved with like mechanic stuff. But at least he enlisted. He, he, if, yeah. To be Air Force, he would have had to have enlisted. I think yeah, he enlisted, and then yeah, the uh, the Vietnam conflict, as it were. As it was known, I guess it was never a war. <laughs> was uh, was o- was like over with by the time he, yeah, because fifty two, so he would have been nineteen seventy. So yeah, I think it was kind of mm-hmm. winding down, or it wa- or it would have been winding down like, mm-hmm. at that point. But uh, yeah, just uh, pretty uh, casual holidays for all of us, and we figured we get together and just hang out. It's been a while since we hung. We last time we all got together was for the Christmas. Episode, I think. Last? Like, was that? Was it? You? Oh, yes, because it was screaming yeah. goats. No, wait, no, that was that was at John's apartment. Was the screaming yeah, goats, right? So, and then, so that would have been two Christmas sixteen. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that would have. Yeah, well, that would have been go. seventeen. Yeah. The new year always. Goat. The new year always messes up my. That was like three years ago. No, twenty sixteen. No, but no, but <laughs> that we, was a year ago. But like, no, but we, but we the, yeah. the vagina dentata was here, and that was like yeah. in the spring. Right. Right. <laughs> So you have another Beside the Point podcast you have sponsored no by idea. I La, can only imagine how you are so Nostra. in for it. Uh, sponsored by La Casa Nostra, also What's known the, as Nostra Casa. It's Castle. La Nostra Casa. We oh, are not Nos- mobbed up Nostra here. Casa. Okay. Yeah, Casa Nostra Casa. Um, okay. Also known as Castle Laird. The Casa. What's Nostra? Excuse me. Our our oh, house. Okay. In Italian. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might have been more something more ominous. No. Oh, it, it, oh, it's gonna get ominous. But yeah, no. don't worry, it's gonna get more ominous. Oh yeah. Uh, Bring is there anything else you want to uh... stop touching me? <laughs> See what I tell you. <laughs> and here we go. All right. And it began. <laughs> um, oh, it began a half an hour ago. My goodness. Right. Anything else? We what, like what? What else has been going on? Like, uh... oh, well, I'm an uncle again. Um, Yay! Oh, Ezra Charles. Ooh, can I snuggle with him? I will not breastfeed him, but I'll snuggle with him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yay! I'll I'll ask. I'll ask the missus. <laughs> we'll to, oh no 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 no! We'll have to okay no. it with the missus. Oh no! This is, yeah no, Ezra. I like that. Yeah. Added a Bible. Hey, these are Sean's okay. friends, and she wants his, uh, his. Oh no! I'm not going to breastfeed him. I'm just going to fake him out. She wants to snuggle. I'm just going to fake him out. Snuggle the child on her bosom. Is that okay with you? The bosom. My- <laughs> ah, the bosom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's gotten it. weird now. You're like 10-year-olds with, you know, talking about boobs. Come on. Bosom. It happens. Boobs happen. Yeah, they do. 
Sean's going to cry. <laughs> Sean's about to cry. Other than that, <laughs> start a new job on t- on Monday. So, Woo-hoo. yay. We're starting new jobs and people are having babies. I think it's going to be a good year. We're yeah. looking forward to a good year. Um, yeah. So. I guess that's it. Have a good, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good <laughs> yeah, let, Let's just cut the short right now. <laughs> That'll be the, the pocket. No, uh, well, we'll be adding, you know, a new feature to La Nostra Castra. No, La Nostra, Nostra Casa. Nostra Casa. Oh my God. La Nostra. <laughs> he's like, he's going to be adding a new feature to his nose or something. What is it? What just said? <laughs> well, we as long have, as it's not we cocaine, we're all good. We will have a frisbee hole in my backyard. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Right over there. Oh, yeah, in the box. That is a yes. disc golf hole. So we'll have uh, best shot tourneys here all summer. And thank you very Definitely. much. It has LED lights. Nice. Oh, yes. So if we get into dusk, yeah. we'll still be able to see it. So annoy your neighbors at the same time. Okay. Hell yeah. That offsets all the barking dogs. That's what neighbors are. dogs are. Neighbors are made to annoy each other, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, we, if, we, if you don't get to know them within the first like year or two, it's just like you just, just annoy each find other. ways to annoy each other. <laughs> Yeah, even if you know them, and then you and then you find out they're cool, and you're like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I annoyed you last week." I mean, do and then you mm-hmm. invite them over to annoy the other neighbors. <laughs> Why don't you annoy the neighbors with me? <laughs> Let's work together on this instead of yeah, like making teamwork. it like battling it out. With, uh, we got common interests. Let's just, just join fuck. forces and just fuck with the other neighbors. Wreak havoc on the neighborhood. It's appropriate. Oh. I did it. So. What's really? that? There's this weird like. Um, noise happening, like in the headphones. Did you hear that? I don't. I don't. I, don't, I didn't hear. It. <laughs> Take that fart to another room. Uh, yeah. Sorry, that was not a fart. <laughs> that was not a fart. You might think it's funny, but it's that not. was a fart's not. Yeah. Uh, right. Oh. Oh. Uh, that's pleasant. <laughs> that shit all over my John. microphones. John Thomas, <laughs> knock it off. All right. <laughs> and, he, and he does this and wipes the thingy off like that's going to clear. Yeah. Like that's going to get rid of it. He's like, let me just. Uh, As Sean falls, Sean, who's sitting across the table from him, falls rough. backwards, like into a puddle on the floor. Oh, the next yeah. person who uses that microphone is like, what's that smell? Ooh, that smell. Thank you. We're even in the same. We're harmonizing. Exactly. On the well, no, the we, point yeah, podcast. No, we're, we're good. All right. Ooh, <laughs> take another <laughs> hit of fresh sunshine. Oh, I didn't know which line you were going to do. <laughs> I was hoping for fresh air. Could have been fresh air, too. Fresh, yeah, yeah, I was, right. I was right. hoping for fresh air, too. That much shit for fresh air is Look, like, why don't we just call Castle Laird? That's what it's the Castle Laird. Because it's the not Castle Laird, it's Castle Thompson. Well, let's call it Castle oh, Thompson. Oh. Laird. Whose name is on uh, the. Oh, we're going to. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh. Whose name's on the deed of deed of sale? Both. Both. So both. it should be. Oh, like, I'm not moving. No, oh, no, both of us are. Thompson Laird. The. The la- Laird Thompson, would you prefer to be Laird Thompson or, or Thompson Laird? I don't see a ring on my finger. Oh, okay. Well, then, but if you want to mind either, if they're so right, I, the Laird as you do I Thompson. got proposed to in the parking name, lot name at, at Woodlands today, first. so then you would have been. Tom- I, I, I don't know Thompson. 
Jim Bob. <laughs> Cooter. I think his name was Cooter. 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 Yeah. I, I, I was about a foot taller than him. I just I he mm. was he was like a diminutive little person. Leprechaun in camel. Yeah. Leprechaun. He, he was he was he was he was vertically challenged. Okay. Oh, he was boy. No, really. He was he was yeah. Now, I, I know that I'm abnormally tall for a woman, but he was, yeah. I'm just trying to think of a good pun for redneck and midget. Show short people person. got no reason. All right, anyway. Hillbill. R- rigid. <laughs> rigid. Short people. In a rigid. Because yeah. I come from the ridge anyway. He's in the ri- tiny. Yeah, ridge. A rigid. All right. Come down from the ridge. There you go. Mother of Jesus. Oh, Lord. Here it wow. comes. Should we, should we go to our main thing, or should we just ramble? Uh, that was that was just going to be like a thing we, we did at the end or something, but if that okay. is, I mean... I was looking forward to a good... I was looking forward to a good conversation about sexuality in science fiction, but, you know, we, we don't have to. Wow. <laughs> well, I know we were supposed to talk about science fiction, but... I no. didn't get the memo on that other part. <laughs> Neither did and I. Have it granted that. I'll Remember listen. who you're talking to. No. I'll listen. <laughs> no, no. I'm, it's I'm not. game for, yeah, whatever you guys want. It's your your house. You go. To you're our guest. It's, it's, you know? it's your jam. Let's just, we're rolling with Do it. We have to cover. Is there other rambling that needs to be covered? Not really. No. We can ramble. No, we can continue <laughs> yeah, to ramble. You know we're going to ramble anyways. Damn it. We'll get through, each get through like one. <laughs> yeah so we're gonna we're gonna start yeah we wanted to try out a new segment on the podcast this week um and we're tentatively calling it the six pack because like you know a six pack of a mm-hmm. beverage if you will mm-hmm. and like you don't ever it's not a list of like the top six or one you know we're not doing them in order it's just kind of a general list of of things so you know top people do top five list top ten list we figured let's do a six pack we picked this uh topic uh of science fiction books and movies mm-hmm. for this week's uh, six pack, we figured we'd just give that a shot as a as a reason to uh, commiserate. To commiserate. Cheryl. Oh, there's no misery in science fiction. Who, well, who yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. Be miserable. Or <laughs> 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 so. All right, did I miss the meaning of commiserate? Well, you might com- you might commiserate because Are I just a- read in bed, but you know <laughs> that would be your problem. <laughs> so who's, who wants to start this off? With, Go it. Oh, we want to start, you know? Why Go not? On. Yeah, hey. actually wrote a list down. He's actually got a whole like yeah like like an entire piece of paper there. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to do this one at a time, like each uh, our one or our whole list? Or if you got like two that kind of go together, maybe okay. like just throw those out there, or just you know whatever. Uh, okay. Like kind of just go around the table, I guess. And all right, well, the first book I got a couple of books and movies on my list, but uh, the first science fiction type of book was uh, Fahrenheit for for fifty one. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. Anybody else have that on there? No, no, but no, I wish I did. Now. Yeah, no. yeah. And I've lo- I I and it's funny because I saw the movie first, and oh. then you know I so. Let me let me check the book because I'm always movies versus books when it comes to like source material and it, it for the most part it was pretty dead on and the fact that I'm a reader I love to just you know and and absorb information you know and 
I can't imagine a society without books. Yes, we got technology now where you can read a book on an iPad or whatever, but until you really get into go to a library and just open up those those pages, smell the smell comes oh, from the it. the smell. And the fines that you have to pay the library when you yeah, exactly. like two hours, two, wow. two weeks no, late. That's why, that's why you go to your favorite bookseller and we hook you up. Late fees and whatnot. Yeah, but, but even in that, the library, for me, has always been a refuge for me. I can just sit in the, in the library. There have been times where I've had nothing else to do. I'll sit in the library from like three until it closed, which is like nine. I'm like, holy hell. <laughs> you know, where'd the time like, go? Hey, you got to get out of here. And then, yeah. You know, but the fact that, you know, it actually challenged like even, and this will be like kind of off the, <laughs> it might be a little bit down the rabbit hole, but Footloose, uh-huh. when they had that yeah. scene where they were taking all the books out of the library uh-huh. and burning everything. Right. <laughs> and I mean, it, it it similar, was yeah. it's similar yeah. to that yeah. just the hysteria of people finding new ideas progressive thinking yep. so you know. challenged by that yes right. even even in this day and age right and now yeah the establishment going oh. oh we know let's not get too many c- crazy ideas all yeah. of you people mm-hmm. like get out your hammer yeah. and chisel mm-hmm. Yes. Well, now yeah. the establishment goes. Let's get a bunch of crazy ideas and run past them. Let's conf- yeah. Let's it. let's just throw a bunch of crazy ideas in there and confuse everybody. Yeah, as long as you don't <laughs> live in a shithole, yeah. it's all good. Print yeah. whatever book you want. I don't care. Yeah. Mm. So. <laughs> well, that's a whole other issue. But right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Fahrenheit four fifty one. Oh, sure. Want good stuff. I'm gonna have my people buy a bunch of that uh, Fire and Fury. <laughs> and then we're going to pile it up and we'll have some fire and fury. Well, if that happens, you're going to go through it now. <laughs> they, they bought the book, so it doesn't matter. Yep. Hey, it's paying. It's, hey, it's, it's covering the mortgage in this house, so we're good with that. Up. Hashtag MAGA. All the, noise, the noise of you unfolding. Sorry. Okay. Just leave, open it up. Leave it. Leave it open. you got to go through the rest of it. Uh, it means that he's an, it's an earnest because he's opening up his piece. I paper. like that though because it's a sound effect. Like, <laughs> I even have a list. I even brought a list. I just I mine's on my phone. So I'm just gonna like, say, where's your list? All right. so like, I didn't do it. The noise from the hit the button. <laughs> the phone phone right. making it. <laughs> um, what, what's your first one, John? Uh, 2001. Oh yeah, because that's the first one that I can remember. Where I read the book and I saw it in a movie theater. I mean, there were ones before that, like War of the Worlds, yeah. and you know, old. I didn't want to go too back in the dark ages, you know. Right. Um, before plus, electricity. Plus, it's like a book that very many people have not gotten through because it's a log and has some tedious stuff in it, which right. a lot of people well, even say about the movie. Right. But one of the reasons I like the movie is that it's one of the few science fiction films that really follows the book like mm-hmm. doesn't take a lot of shortcuts or weird shortcuts where you go well what the fuck happened there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but, but the book but they feel it, it really fleshes it out yeah uh-huh. yeah i mean because rush what, what's his name him mm, i can't remember the character's name in the movie but okay. it it seems as though the book is more centered around roy scheider's character and then the movie just kind of goes off into the whole, mm-hmm. you know, and they're both wonderful in their own right. But the, well, the but they goes, feel different. Mm-hmm. Once you get through, like, the Hal stuff and everything and you're in the book, 
the stuff that they cover in 15, 20 minutes in the movie, which is basically visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is probably too much visual. Oh, no. It, is covered like by hundreds of pages. Yeah, they the do. Book. They spend a whole chapter describing, why, expounding like on the thing. That's like yeah. why I've people heard, yeah. trying to make that happen. It was mm-hmm. amazing at the time that actually what you saw on the screen was pretty close to what the book made you see in your mind. Well, was wasn't wasn't the like, book and the movie like written at the same time? Like it was a short story, and then they they fleshed it out as a movie, and then they fleshed it out as a book at the same time. I thought. No, I think I it was written I, I as a book first. Yeah, I think Clark, I'd have to look it up, but I think Arthur C. Clarke wrote it as a book first. Well, and he did. Um, he did. He did 2010, and then the third one as a direct result of the movie being so successful right, because people right. wanted to follow up. You know what happened to the Star Child, yada yada. So, but I think there were. I don't remember. Yeah. It could, you could be right. It could because the short story could have been about all the with the uh, obelisk and stuff. You know. Something mm-hmm. like that, and then he flushed around it. I don't know. Yeah, hold up, I'd yeah. like to know. Uh, but yeah, you know, Arthur C. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. One of the great science fiction writers. And what else did he write? Um, Rendezvous with Rama. He wrote all the 2000, you know, series that came after this. Um it's kind of like Asimov. He wrote a lot of series books, mm-hmm. you know. I'm trying to think of the oh, Children of uh, what's that one? Children of Rama, and then Rendezvous with Rama, and then Rama Lama Ding Dong. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Animal House. Honey. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that was Laura Ingalls Wilder, actually. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with Minnesota Farm Girls, but oh, yes, cool. no, that was. <laughs> <laughs> She's the one who wrote Ramble and Ding Dong. Yes, exactly. Um, exactly. I'm just looking. Ingalls <clears throat> Wilder put it. Um, not, the, not the music, just the verse. So, yeah, sitting there sewing hems by candlelight, and then all of a sudden, ka-ching, you know, you're out in the universe. Right. Exactly. Uh, and, and to think that that, I'm just looking through the like Wikipedia here. Like that movie came out in 1968. It was yeah. like at the infancy of our like space program, mm-hmm. and for them to have all that idea. I mean, there was science fiction movies mm-hmm. getting thrown at us about Martians and space travel already, but like that. that this one was very realistic. Like that lonely, that desolation thing, being out in space, or you know, he's kind of stuck on the capsule by himself mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Open the pod bay door, hell. Yeah, Fifty Sorry. years. Well, yeah. and and part of the yeah, thing too yeah. is that you know that was part of the horror of space travel. You know right. that there's all this spin about, you know maybe maybe there are Martians, maybe they're going to come and get you. Right. You know which ties into the whole red scare and the whole you know everything else. And maybe there's just nothing out there. And if it there, I I don't know. Well, and you said to do a little tie-in. If I had two that would tie in, I think yeah. It, Gravity ties in really okay. well to that. It's not from a book, I don't think. I think it was a screenplay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't look it up, but I asked Christine. And she but again, the same, that her. same, like, they're still able to capture. I have, And I have only seen parts of that movie, <clears throat> but I've heard, I heard the way they played it off, where they're tethered on the outside of the mm-hmm. spacecraft now. Okay, now... Talk about desolation and well, right. and just like being out and, well, and even, floating around in space. Well, and even if even if there are other people out there, there's a tremendous amount of real estate in between you and them. You know, mm-hmm. there's just it is desolate. Yep. 
And again, a movie that was a breakthrough in the way the special effects work, yep. too. I mean, uh, and that was hard to be in that, you know, I mean, that's only a few years ago. Right. But I saw that in 3D, and it was pretty incredible. And they 3D. killed George Clooney. Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. It has to happen in some, some movies. You know? Damn, I'm sorry. I swore I, swore I wasn't point. going to do that. I swore I wasn't going to do that. Okay, so. Yeah, if you, if, yeah. So that's a two for one. So what yeah. are we, are we uh, Christine? Yeah. Oh. What do you got, Christine? Well, I have a three for one. Oh, boy. Or do you want me to go individual? No, that's fine. Whatever, and I'm going to talk about clever. books. And, and yeah. none of my six are about books or about movies. Okay. Um. Mine are all about movies, so that kind of bounced. Well, no, let's talk about Seven Eves, because this is this is more fun. Seven Eves by Neil Stevenson. Normally, um, Neil Stevenson tends to be unreadable and lofty and gives you a headache after five pages. But this is about the destruction of the world, and they don't know why. They don't know how. Essentially... Everyone on Earth is looking up at the moon, and the moon shatters into fragments. They call it the agent that shatters the moon, the moon into fragments. Whoa. Exactly, and they don't they don't know why, they don't know how, they don't know if it was a, you know an alien influence that did it, or if it, it just simply happened, you know, a meteoroid or something. I don't know. Um, but as a result of this, over time, over the course of two years, it destroys the earth and so it starts with a number of people that are on the international space station doing scientific experiments i mean it takes place in the near future like say 20 or 30 years from now okay and the response of everyone in the world is to send up genetic material to send up all this stuff and to send up as many people as they possibly can Mm -hmm. to the iss and then survive so that the human race survives, and at least they uh, have used that as like a jumping-off point in case they can get somewhere else. Or well, no, they, they don't ever populate the ISS, and then right, they they decide yeah. early on that there's really no way to get anywhere else with the technology okay. that they have, given the fact that the time frame is so small. I think it's 26 months, if I remember correctly. Someone stepped on a duck. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're good. It's all good. Oh, yeah, man. but it's but it's interesting in terms of you know it looks at who is who is worthy of surviving, sure. who is who is eligible to survive, what kind of traits do they want people to survive? I mean, it's 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 just fascinating because of course the entire globe, which you know five six billion people drinking tea, I don't know, but they're all <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but they're all they're all scrambling to get either themselves or their DNA into space to the space station so right. that they can actually survive. Is it like a whole vetting process of like, oh, this person's worthy, this person's not, and well, that and sort it, of it stuff? Well, it all goes to shit. Okay. Basically. Mm. There are a number of different problems, and the, the title Seven Eves comes about because the road to hell is paved with bad intentions. You know, they have a meteor strike, they have all these things happen, and at the end of it all, there are seven women left. Thankfully, one of them is a genetic engineer. And then the last third of the book is what happens a couple thousand years in the future after they have survived in one form or another because they were women. Huh. Wow. Hi, people. What was the name of that again? Seven Eves. It's all one word. By Neil Stevenson. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. Science, Seven Eves is a hard science fiction. That's well, hard. And it, and it, well, and it is, it is hard, hard in that... Th- like a cyberpunk author. 
Ah, no right. crash. Right. Okay. But, it, yep. but it is hard in the sense that there is a lot of actual science in there. And, and some that's of the, the yeah, definition right. of hard science fiction is when it's yeah. like true to, like the Martian, I guess you could say, was like it was, that. It was scientifically vetted. Yeah. It yes. was, uh, they used real science and real scientists to like say, mm-hmm. would this happen? Would that happen? Right. And, uh, and there are flaws, yeah. of course, because, you know, they have to make it available for most people, whether it's on, on the screen or in a book. There's no mysterious alien obelisks or, you know, magical, like, Rubik's Cubes in space that are talking or anything like that. No, <laughs> but, but, there, but, there's a ce- but there's a scene in the book where... It's just a where, straight up, like, right. a Rubik's Cube from space. <laughs> well, Glowing, you know, like... Well, the Borg. Hello. Yeah. But right. um, but there's there's a scene there's a scene in the book where hello to the Borg. Exactly. Where the the Earth is being inundated with fire, basically, because it's being you know all kinds of asteroids. Yeah. Anyway, you don't, you don't want to hear the details. Because the moon is not deflecting them or something like well, that. Well, no, because the moon, the moon starts gone. to degrade okay. and everything gets pulled into the gravity well of the Earth and it turns into oh, okay. what they so call the, a hard rain. Oh, so, so it's basically okay. lava and fire raining. So all down the down shit falling off the moon is falling to Earth. Essentially, yes. Or wow. not falling off the moon. It's just or kind of crumbling. It's being pulled towards the, the Earth gravity, right? because the gravity okay. well. Right. And but there's a scene in there in which. It starts, and people from all over the globe, the Earth as we know it now, are hanging in places like Westminster Cathedral and the Notre Dame in Paris and the Met in New York, and they're they're performing music, you know, sacred music, asking for forgiveness and asking for supplication until they can't anymore. You know, everything explodes on them, and it's 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 one of the most beautiful, terrifying. Scenes I've ever I've ever read. It's wow. it's it's amazing. But anyway, it's a wonderful book, and go for it. And it's not so scientific and eggheaded that you can't wrap your head around it. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds interesting. And to I me. hope to God they never make a movie out of it. I'm praying. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was like, I wanted I wanted to see this movie. You know? Even though even though I will say, and, and John's well, John's going to hate this, but the last man that survives is based on Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh no! Oh dear! Yeah. Oh dear! But he's, That's all right. No, but he's he's. I'm, I'm good but he's, with Neil but he's, now. But he's wonderful and he's funny and it's poignant and there actually is a lot of humor in this. You know, as much humor as you can have while the Earth is exploding beneath you. Oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't exploding; it was burning. But um, it's it's amazing. It's it's just amazing. And the best part of it is walking up to one of my in one of my stores when this really schlub of a guy. Nerd boy is standing in the science fiction section, and I walk up to him and say, "Hey, have you read this?" And he freaks out because someone gets him, and it's a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, did he ask you to marry him? No, no, because <laughs> no, because I didn't have alcohol, and he wouldn't know what to do anyway. So, no. Wow. He, he's just he's just freaking out over a girl talking to him. Right. So. <gasps> you can lift books. You're strong. Did you marry me? I read science I read- fiction. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, not only do I lift them, I can also read. Them. Oh, I read them and I, I, read, I understand. Now, science I fiction, not fantasy. Let's make them. that. Yeah, I and I inhale it. But no, let's. Didn't Neil Stevenson yeah. do like the Difference Engine and some of that? Stuff oh, absolutely. You know, and Star, Snow like, Crash and, Chris, and that, Cryptonomicon, which was, as far as I'm concerned, completely unreadable. Yeah, that's more fantasy type. Almost. Not, but it's spe- uh, it's supposed to be speculative fiction. But, yeah, but yeah. it's just it's just brutal. Speculative about something that never happened. I think he was I think he was being eggheadish just for the sake of being an egghead. Yeah. You know, I can write science fiction for the two percent. And then sure. you know. I like the cyberpunk and that's why I haven't read the seventies yet. Oh, because oh, of the oh, other gosh. one, but I'll have to read it. 
Sure. I think we should read Neil's it together, better. and I'll quiz you. But Neil would be on the Mount Rushmore of cyberpunk, as far as I go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be Neil Stevenson, Bruce Sterling, William Gibson, William Gibson, Gibson of course, right. and um, John Shirley. No, no, Paolo Bacigalupi. No, John Shirley. No, no, I'm going with Bacigalupi. People do not know John Shirley. Oh, I no, no I'm no, going with Bacigalupi. Anyway, all right. So, this is head talk. I like <laughs> get out of here. I like Jurassic Park. (laughs) That's not steampunk. That's genetically engineered bullshit. (laughs) I was going to talk about. Well, I was talking about cyberpunk. That's steampunk, though. Oh, Oh, that's true. I'm not the steampunk. Oh no! When you were talking about Neil deGrasse Tyson, I was going to like segue into the the character that Jeff Goldblum plays in uh, of this you know quirky scientist with the clearly Asperger's. Kind of a like you know. Clearly, he has Asperger's. Yeah. In what? In what? In, what? in uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Oh, Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Okay. Where he's yeah. kind of a smart aleck a little bit, and he's a little you know a little snarky about it, but he's like trying to be helpful and scientific and. Yeah. But what like, was so fun about that was that Michael Crichton was actually a doctor. He's a Harvard trained doctor. Right. And, and the fact looking, that he, yeah. He was looking at genetics and all these yeah. things, and probably got the idea for the book because no. of all the like things that he was thinking about as far as. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. what if? I mean, it wouldn't. Sure. What we're doing all this stuff, especially in the '80s, we're doing all this stuff with like genetic, you know, trying to well, cure cancer and things like that. We're only one step away from grabbing a, ma- a mosquito and. Well, I mean, doing you've got you've thing. got a mosquito from you know a billion years ago that's trapped in amber. So why can't you extract the exactly, DNA from that? Right. So no, it's fascinating. And then you don't need you don't need living tissue to have DNA. They figured that out or whatever at some point. So mm-hmm. it turns into well, why don't we just make dinosaurs again? And I thought that was why the hell not. And then uh, there's close encounters. And they eat you. Close and with back to the space thing. Close encounters is on my list too because of the you know I both of those movies like especially Jurassic Park. But there was some good special effects and stuff with mm-hmm. uh, Close Encounters for its time. They was pretty ahead. They were both pretty ahead of their time as far as. Doing special special effects, the computer generated dinosaurs in Jurassic Park are like still hold up to this day, and they're still using pretty much the same designs. It looks like for the ones that are they're doing in the new movies. So mm-hmm. they're raking in the cash. Yeah. They well, are. so so here's the burning question though: <clears throat> Sam Neill or Chris Pratt? Um, I I think they're uh, like as far as who I like better is like a scientist versus slash action lead guy or just in general well, okay so who's who's the more reliable scientist because sam neill's was probably a better scientist but i think uh, chris pratt's character just kind of figured out how to like you know be the be the raptor whisperer and he kind of he kind of got pulled into the whole hey baby raptor you're a good little come, raptor. Come here, a little raptor i saw the trailer the raptor. for the new one he's like you know me and he's like yelling at the there he's like or maybe it was a baby before, yeah. and now yeah. it's now it's like the, it was full grown. It's Josh. No, yeah, I'm gonna then, be eating you anyway. It, and then you they know, cut right. away right as it's like, or it's like gonna snap at somebody. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, you taste delicious. Because there was only <laughs> <laughs> well, they eat people. That's what they do. <laughs> that's like the whole basis Sorry. of the book. <laughs> that's, like, it's like, that's like the whole conflict. If they didn't eat people, it would just be like, land before time. Yeah. You observe them. Are <laughs> look you at the cute, Look at the cute dinosaurs. There's the dichotomy. <laughs> Observation being dinner. Yeah. Okay. Okay, wait. You said you had a three for one. 
No, oh, I yeah. no, we're going around the circle. Oh, okay. oh yeah, you did, we yeah, we did skip that. Okay. I no, was, no, yeah, I was no, just, I, no, I intentionally skipped that because those like because it's, jumped in. It's yeah. kind of heavy he shit for us. yeah for but for like two movies that in again Steven Spielberg is just like can do almost do no wrong it seems like or he's just got his definitely got his finger on the pulse of like science fiction. There's another one on my. I've got some pretty general things on my list too, like Back to the Future's on there, and he kind of co-produced that. And yeah. Uh-huh. As far as like defining the '80s and stuff, that's pretty much uh-huh. like the the whole spirit well, of Jurassic movies Park in the '80s, based on but, a series of books, right? Michael Christian, and I think. Well, and they just published a, a recent one about eight months ago now, Dragon Teeth. Okay. Did they, well, they find keep, another one, or did he? Uh, they find. Uh, Manuscript. They find a manuscript. They, they find he, parts of manuscripts, outlines, yeah. and then they have somebody else fill it out. Yeah. But I, yeah, because he passed away like a couple of years oh, ago, right? Oh, I'm like twenty years ago. I mean, he died movie. quite a while like, ago, right after the movie came out, or like right around the time like Lost World or something came out. It was, I think it was before Lost World. Yeah. Oh, but wow. yeah, I mean, Michael Crichton's been DED for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> so bless his heart. Well, because he, he, he was he, the author of another awesome movie, though, Andromeda Strain. Well, and he, oh. and he was actually the chief writer on ER, so yes. he started Back. the whole ER franchise. He was uh, he, 2008. November 2008 is when he passed away. He died in 2008? Yeah. This is, this is the right That's Michael. a long time, though. This is the right right but less than 10 years ago? 10 years. I thought it was longer than that. 10 years. Yeah, Andromeda Strain, Rising Sun, Disclosure. It's, it seems like I've been forever justifying him writing after death. <laughs> Everyone's, but, I mean, everyone thinks he, it's later in the century just because of last year. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we've all last, aged last, about 20 last, years in the last year. The last couple years. Oh, yeah. Lord. Because, <clears throat> um, yeah, he only wrote the two books, but then they've kind of, they just kind of expounded on it mm-hmm. with the other movies. Mm. So. But right. Michael Crichton had uh, many, many, many talents. I think we're ready to roll back around to you. Ooh. Rock on. All right. <clears throat> well, um, you know what? It's a series of books. I'm, I'm lumping it into one. Okay. Uh, it's the Incarnation of Immortality by Piers Anthony. Yes. I've, I mean, it's all the, you know, nature, death, time, you know, love, evil, all that. All that stuff. Sorry. <laughs> He's excited. Just, just naturally do it, though. Don't say sorry. Just just roll right into it and yeah. just get get in the mic and yeah. I, it's it's makes, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's actually I actually found it, that by accident because you know I'm like eh, I'm in the library because I wanted something different. I know it's not considered sci-fi. I mean, it's, it's more fantasy. F- fantasy. It's definitely fantasy. Yeah. But. Um, but it's a more sci-fi type fantasy just because of. To, well, in the f- magic has its own laws, like it's the laws of physics when you read a Piers Anthony series. Yeah, I haven't read that one, but I read like the Blue Adept yes. series. And that's the thing, because I mean, all these normal people are wind up being incarnations of war, death, you know, nature. I mean, and it's a, and for with this, it's a pre, it's like a predestined thing, and just the fact that. How these people dealt with these circumstances they were put in to be these incarnations and then meet up to defeat, you know, basically 
the big bad of the whole thing sure. and then everything reverts back so it's it's always a a circle with that you know but i i've enjoyed that i actually some of them i had to go back and reread again <laughs> but it's surprising they really haven't made any i don't think any movies but certainly nothing major that I mean, no. there might be like some weird cult movie on on a Piers Anthony book, but but I, I think uh, if you remember, there was a TV show probably about five years ago called Dead Like Me. It was on Showtime, okay. and basically Mandy Patinkin was like the head Grim Reaper, so it was giving them the idea that there's multiple Grim Reapers everywhere. Sure, you know they show up and then oh, that was on Piers Anthony. They 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 kind of based it on that kind of idea okay. that he had. So, but for me, on a pale horse, the first one, you know, about becoming death after killing death. Yeah. So, like, you take the crown. Or whatever. Yeah, you have to be at the at these certain points and watching people die, and the fact that how he started to understand his role as death. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it, it's a great book too. I mean, it. I I wish that they don't. I hope they don't do any kind of film, TV type of thing, you know, because um, I know they got American Gods by Neil Gaiman, and I, I started reading the book before the show started coming out, you know, stuff like that I love, you know, and that, like I said, that that series right there is probably one of my other top, one of my top six, so. Sure. So. <clears throat> Well, I've got one that those of you that know me have probably heard me mention before that probably I'm one of maybe if there's a million people that's seen this movie, I would be amazed. And it's a movie from back in the early 70s, late 60s. It's called The Lathe of Heaven. Mm. The 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 concept behind it and the story it's a story by Ursula Le Guin um, has been used a lot uh, in various ways in a lot more current movies I don't know if I'm going to be able to match one up but when I tell you what the concept of this is you guys will probably have some movies you've seen recently that match up to the general concept it's about a man who starts having dreams and so he goes into work with the psychologist and the psychologist figures out that whatever he dreams is actually happening oh the psychologist guides him to do different things through his dreams and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and pretty soon you know it, it <laughs> the current world gets like destroyed and there's oh, wow. a world that came from one of his dreams Wow, and that's all that's left. And blowing shit. Somehow, up. in this dream thing, he still has a relationship with the psychologist. So it's just going to be like this endless, <laughs> like ridiculous thing of of ridiculous new worlds being. I have to know. watch that. What do you do think I, I do every I Friday? I <laughs> <laughs> like the time travel thing, like it's like Back to the Future, or whatever. Where, where you know, he keeps running, he keeps finally figuring out, you know, getting back to connecting with Doc Brown, no matter how where he goes or what happens. And there, it is there, really a time, yeah. kind of a time travel yeah. movie because things happen in different timelines. 
and like the inceptions and the all those other types of Mm -hmm. weird like dream state things yeah Ooh. ooh, yeah yeah I still don't get it. I don't, yeah, I don't think like, I wanna. I just want to roll with it's it. Just, I, it's black and white. I have it on videotape. I think I might have it on DVD now. If anybody <laughs> ever wants to sit down and watch it. It says it was made in like 1980. Oh, it's in the 80s. Okay. But budget was $250,000. It was made, it was um, for, produced for public broadcast, yeah. PBS. Mm-hmm. Um, Experimental TV Lab Project. Directed by David Loxton, New York City Public Television. So yeah, it's like this. Okay, I made it very, older than it was, but but it looks older than it is because it's all black and white well, and grainy. And clearly, PBS, old. you know, yeah, yeah, science fiction isn't their jam. What? So would you call that crunchy asteroids or <laughs> instead of crunchy gravel? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's, if you, if you think the, about PBS, when, you know, you hear the carriages coming up to the manor house and the gravel crunches. You know, that's not crunch very gravel. many instances of crunchy asteroids. I don't know. Crunchy asteroids. Once again, I'm lost. In <laughs> crunchy gravel. Never mind. Either I read science talking, fiction or I read historical. Are you talking stuff about you know, so. Downtown Abbey or whatever? Yeah. Downtown oh, Abbey. Downtown Abbey. <laughs> that's sacred. Downtown Stop it. No. As I've heard it's many people. As I've heard many. Stabby. Many people. Yeah, I'm going to get stabby in a second here. Hold on. You don't want to go to the Downtown Abbey. It's a titty bar. <laughs> <laughs> An Edwardian titty bar. Edwardian oh, titty bar. Oh, that means No, you have to dig through all the layers of clothes, like the corsets and yeah. everything. So oh, you gotta man. like, you gotta bring a. Oh my god! Yeah, and then the Titanic sinks, and then war happens. You gotta bring so, scissors, yeah. or if you want to get oh, there quick. No, you just just unloose. Well, yeah, you, you know, they're laces. You gotta re- so you have to get the, the ladies made to come in and do the laces. So. Right, so you gotta get the handmaidens. To um, come in and no, Handmaid's Tale is something completely different, which or, almost made my list. By the way, well, I was just saying, like hand, not Handmaid's Tale. That's a whole other thing. Well, I didn't want to. Like I didn't want to go like that's over what the, the handmaidens were, wasn't it? In that Victorian thing where they would like be the ones to like ladies' maids. Yeah, yeah. To tighten your corset and all that stuff. Absolutely. Because <laughs> you, you have to have the tiny little waist and the really big tits. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that? Yeah, I did. And I, I have something that I want to. <laughs> Think about. Change the subject. I want you to all think about for the end of this. Do you have a science fiction author or book or story that you wish they would make into movies? Okay. Oh gosh. As a a, wrap it up at the end. Definitely. Gosh, for somebody that I think is for all for all six of mine on the list, one was made into a movie that was okay, and I'm praying that they don't do movies for the rest of them. Some of you don't, but some people, you can read their book and you know it would be a good movie if somebody did it right. Yeah. If they did it. Well, the one that was a movie, you know, was was good, but it wasn't the, it wasn't quite. Do tell. Okay. It's your turn turn anyway. All right. Mm -hmm. So, Never Let Me Go by Kazuo Ishiguro. In fact, he most recently won the Nobel Prize for Literature. Why does that uh, sound familiar? Yeah. The movie was with... Um, the movie was with... Well, he also wrote um, Remains of the Day. No. <laughs> like, he's Japanese, but moved to England when yeah. he was like six. <laughs> Stop. He's a nice man. I met him, and I just yeah. adored him. No, I actually met him, and I was speechless and kind of blubbering. Oh, but anyway. Yeah. But we're not we're not gonna go there. Well, I was totally fangirling him. I told him that and he's like, Well, I, I actually apologized to him 
for saying stupid things. And he's like, it's all right. You know, the good thing about being English, basically, is that you can say stupid things and everyone thinks you're charming. Wow, and nice. I almost <laughs> fell over. I like, you, you hit that spot on. But anyway, yeah. Never Let Me Go is about, on the surface, the movie was with um, Carrie Mulligan and Kira Knightley and Andrew Garfield. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. And the movie was okay. The movie, the movie was not bad. The book, however, well, sublime, but anyway. Um, it, you start off with a, an English school, a boarding school. You know, what you expect from the English, you know, stuffy and, you know, they're run throughout, the kids are run throughout their paces. But essentially, these kids are not human in the technical sense. They're bred and raised to be organ donors. Uh, oh, human yeah. veal. I, I, I remember that. Human veal, right. Damn that's, that's, that's a good way of putting it. So the kids go, the kids progress from being raised you know in this private school to being sent out as carers so they sit and hold the hands and take care of the physical necessities of the people that are going through the paces of the organ donation Mm -hmm. to being donors themselves wow and the reason why the school was started in the first place because there was a woman i i want to say it was charlotte rampling was one of them in the movie but anyway yeah i'm probably wrong Uh, it was her one of them yeah um is that even though they were created and they weren't humans in the strict sense, she wanted to she wanted to prove that they were human in some way. They could create create art. They could sing. They could love. They could do any number of things. So even though they were essentially created to be veal, I mean, at, I mean, really, I mean, no, that's a horrible way of putting it. But they were they were bred yeah. for a specific reason, mm-hmm. but yet they were still human. And in the strictest sense, it's not science fiction, but it is kind of in the way that Handmaid's Tale is because it's in such a such a strange, odd world with a different thought. Actually, we could look at Children and Men by P.D. James in the same way, but that's a whole other issue. I'm not going well, to go there. When they were written, both of those books, it was a future, a take on the future. Well, the, and it's become where they stay relevant, like books like right. those, until... Until it happens, well, and and and, and never let, never let me go was meant to be current, because you know the 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 the, the thought of the private school in England with kids wearing shorts and knee socks is still very current, but yet they they still made it you know Ishiguro made it in an alternate universe where it was accepted that there would be centers all over the island of England and people would go because they needed a new kidney or they needed a new you know lung or whatever and these ki- these kids these young adults would provide that for them wow so it goes into the whole you know not just not just from the technological standpoint because it, he never addresses it but you know that somewhere out there there are labs where somebody's you know making little little cloned Kara Knightleys which i <laughs> think is kind of fabulous but you know i have all these you know these cloned kids and yeah. they you know where did they come from how are they created how how on earth would any civilized society come to this realization right. that you're just going to raise somebody that looks human but you don't consider to be human to ultimately give up their life, their hearts, their brains, mm. their 
everything else to save the people that they consider to be humans? What's the distinction? How, how do you get to that point as a society? Although we might be getting there pretty quickly. Yeah. As long as you get somebody that isn't, you know. Anyway, I've always I've, that would still yeah. be science fiction. Then. Yeah, but it's it's just it's just fascinating. But it's such an elegant story of this young girl, and I've never been able to quite reconcile how he, as a forty-year-old man, wrote this beautifully as a thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. And it, so it's from it's her just, point of view. It is. It's, okay. It's it's completely from her point of view, but it's beautiful. It is just gorgeous. And this is why I read a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I need to start reading a lot. I, I have a, realizing I have, as this goes on that I need to. No, read I have an autograph. Well, I'll, I'll hook you up. <laughs> I, can, I can hook you up with what we have upstairs right now. I have an autograph copy from him, and I cried. I'm oh. crying right now just thinking Stop about it, it because I'm. Well, no, I mean this was this was a big deal mm-hmm. to me. Right. So he just like at the airport, or you met him at a book. No, I, no, I, I met like him that? at the airport. Between um, there are there are three people that I swore that I never wanted to meet because I was terrified of how they'd behave. Because frequently, when we get authors come in that are bestseller, mm-hmm. bestselling authors or whatever, they're complete assholes. Yep. But the holy trinity for me is Donna Tart and Kazuo Ishiguro, you know, the author of Never Let Me Go, and Margaret Atwood, the author of A Handmaid's Tale. And I've met two of the three, and I've just been speechless. I'm crying thinking of Margaret Atwood. <laughs> <laughs> no, honest to God. No, I mean, she was good. just she was just She was just incredible. She has much better celebrity encounters than me. Yeah. No, I have. I have, I have, I have the have ultimate like nerd encounters. Story, you know. Right. Well, you know, I, I thought maybe later we can pick it up. Right, well, right. I thought that I saw Donnie Wahlberg at, o, at O'Hare last night, oh, but uh, but it was it was one of those like, dude, why Jenny McCarthy? Why? <laughs> Everybody so, was asking that question. Yeah. Oh my God, you were so perfect in Band of Brothers. What are you doing? You know, they got married right up the street over by the what you, uh, downtown. What do you do? If you want to get oh, laid, yeah. we can take care of that for you. But just, she's an idiot. Anyway, okay. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. You okay. know why he likes Jenny. Well, we can we can find you another blonde with a good rack. I mean, don't yeah. don't, don't do that. There's plenty of cute blondes with boobs. Like you could, tonight has been all about yeah. boobs, hasn't it? Every time I, I see her, it kind of has. She's got roots right down the center. Oh yeah. I mean, come on, you're Jenny fucking McCartney. You should be able to get to a salon anytime. Oh, no, that's yeah, de That They did that on purpose. Yeah, that's like so. a fashion thing or something. It's a okay. fashion thing? I'm a blonde, but not really. See yeah. in the middle. <laughs> you did not. You whore. You did not. We're not whore shaming. We're not slut shaming. No, we do, do not, not slut shame. We do not slut shame. You whore. Holy do not want to have that. Okay. All right. Uh, They're being a, pigs. I'm sitting here crying and going to the. Let's take a let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> and so we can all so order I can, some so, pizza. So I can go blow my nose and cry a little bit more. <laughs> I cry talking about books. I'm sorry. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's a passion. I, I scare people on a daily you're, basis. Your like passion for it is actually like making me think I start need to start reading books. Oh, well, if you ever need a recommendation, yeah. I'm your girl. We have books. So, we could send you home with a couple. Right. This one, I, will. I bring home books, and he's like, where are you going to put them? <laughs> I'll no take some You have no idea. Have I'm no still idea. banned from the library till I pay the fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hook you up. Okay, so break time? Break time. Yeah, we'll All take right. a break, and then okay. we'll uh, we'll just play a little song here. I'll figure out what song it is later. Any requests that we um, want? A little Strauss. Also, Sprach Zara Thrustra. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> 
How about some craft work while we're at it? <laughs> well, from, two th- from 2001. Should we do like a remix? Dun, like put them together? You have to be impressed with the fact that he knew it was Strauss. And he's a... That was awesome. Oh, yeah. You're messing with my pitch. Your pitch? My pitch. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Don't be messing with people's pitch. Don't mess with my pitch. I'm sorry. Bum, bum, bum. bum it's perfect. Bum, bum, bum. No, not perfect, but... Okay, so we're back, right, it's, Joe? It's perfect. No. <laughs> we are not going to discuss pitch perfect. not going to talk about pitch perfect. Oh, please don't. We're recording. <laughs> we had some pizza. Yeah. Pizza did. and Van Halen. It doesn't had, get any better than that. We listened to some Van Halen and ate pizza. Yeah. And we're back on our list. Discuss uh, the merits of Van Hagar versus Van Halen. So. Yeah, I mean, man decided that we liked Van Hagar better. <coughs> so you don't agree with that? Sorry. Yep. Talk to those guys on that metal show because that's not what their show. <laughs> <is>. <laughs> no. Uh, and you're wrong. No matter what you think, you're wrong. Wow. So yeah. Who, whose turn was it? I think uh, Christine had just talked about something. Yeah, the Kaji. Oh, yeah. Uh, never let me, yeah. Never yeah, let I, me I, go. I, yeah, never let me go. Yes. Yeah. Did Sean talk after that? No. It's okay, Joe's so it's turn. Joe. I think it was my turn. Joe, you um, And again, I uh, I went the route of just like, oh, I like these movies. <laughs> because no, I don't no, read a lot of books. No, no. That's, no, awesome. that's, that's, that's not... No, that's okay. But uh, in the vein of, like I said, like the 80s, like defining what science fiction has become now, of course, um, like Ghostbuster, I said Back to the Future earlier, and then Ghostbuster <coughs> was another one just like threw on a list of just like, you know, I was thinking about the list of stuff that I could watch. I'm sure you guys thought the same thing, like the stuff you're reading. You could go back and read those books again and again, right? So. And I was just do. like every anytime these movies are on TV, it's like something that I can oh I can just turn mm-hmm. this on and watch it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Ghostbusters was definitely one of those. I don't know if we want to dig too much. I mean, Ghostbusters. I'm trying to think of what the what kind of significance that would have in the world of all these other amazing books you guys have been mentioning. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I don't know sure. if everybody would put that on their science fiction list, but no, it is true. No, it's fiction. absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. just the, comedy science fiction, right? And it's more on the fantasy side of things because mm-hmm. I was actually reading an article too before we got here, before we started to like you know mm-hmm. just get prepared and like the distinction between what science fiction is and like we talked about earlier with like the hard science fiction where they're actually using science, but it could be like a dystopian alternate reality or something, or just you know using real science like The Martian or what was the other one we mentioned the Seventies uh, Seventies. So. Uh, you know stuff like that where they i mean they were and they were trying to capture it's like three scientists that were messing around with stuff and they had an affinity for the 
supernatural, you know, world, and the one guy's like, yeah, whatever, I don't believe all that stuff, and... <laughs> well, but that but that's fun though, and so frequently science fiction tends to be so hardcore. Yeah. And Ghost, Ghostbusters was just fun, you know. Right. Let's blow shit mm-hmm. up. Let's have yeah. a you know thirty foot tall shape mm-hmm. of marshmallow man. Without I mean, being that's just right. And to me, like one like without being too just like Back to the Future is like good comedy too. Like it wasn't like too corny or mm-hmm. took it. The comedy fed in with the science fiction or mm-hmm. element of it pretty well, and. So that those type of things like define, especially what I like in watching movies and stuff. So. Well, and that was the refreshing thing about Guardians of the Galaxy too, Definitely. is that it was so yeah. much lighter, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to the hardcore, you know, let's let's go off and find another world and blow things up, and yeah. you know, you have raccoons that are crazy, and <laughs> right, you know, mm-hmm. hey, and that would know, definitely like go that. on my like honorable mentions like list. Some of these newer things that like yes. I need to watch again. You know, and like more time will pass, and then it'll real you know realize mm-hmm. that you know I saw a thing the other day about like Spider-Man movies or whatever, and that second Spider-Man movie with with um what's his name Tobey Maguire. <coughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're sorry. barfing at that one. I am barfing at really? Tobey Maguire. Yes. Not a Toby fan. Not at all a Toby. Doesn't like Toby Keith either. Anybody named Toby? Maybe just. A- well, I'm thinking my, my just as a movie itself. Toby, like when you watch yeah, Roots, no. did you not like? <laughs> oh no, John! Oh no! <laughs> a- go back to that bar. All right. <laughs> okay. John's right. about Let's to see. eyeballs about popped out of his face. <laughs> trying to think of another. <laughs> no, he was going to spit that beer on me. Is what was going to happen? Saying, he, he was, was aimed to, at me. He was trying to not spit the beer out. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> No, I just ugh. <clears throat> or you don't like uh, Labyrinth because the the little baby's name is Toby. <laughs> I never saw Labyrinth. You never saw Labyrinth? Nope. Wow! I was gonna throw that on my list too, like of eighties wow. movies. But I figured there might be a David Bowie conversation, mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> like yeah. down the road somewhere, or Ooh. or something of like, or more of a fantasy like themed yep. thing. But I mean, that movie defined movie my when I was a kid. I like that movie and. Uh, so that's another like honorable mention for mm-hmm. sure. I probably should have just put that on my list, but anyway, okay. so, made the list so much fun, so minutes. little time. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, Ghostbusters is one of those movies that just mm-hmm. and that's that's why everybody was so upset about the remake or the reboot thing because I think that movie just has so much weight to it of as far as you know how how impactful it was to all these other things and other you know genres of comedy and. Mm-hmm. Sci-fi and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. and not Mel- not Melissa McCarthy's weight either. No, <laughs> that was some extra weight. <laughs> Says the fat girl. All right. Yeah, wow. Well. All right. Let's. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Really. Says in. the fat man, but yeah. really in. And no. the and the if it quacks like a duck or yeah. about the size of a duck, a lot very large duck, then and uh, a large duck. <laughs> No. They tried. They tried hard. They, they did. I, I get it, but I, I enjoyed just... that movie. I I liked it for what it was, but I felt like, and I've said this before, I think, and I've said it when we walked out of the movie. I was like, this is more of a like, as if Ghostbusters was this like seventies TV show or a miniseries, uh-huh. like kind of like, um, kind of like what they did with um, 
like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, mm-hmm. where it was this this mm-hmm. mini series, and that was books too, right? It was yeah. a book oh, and stuff. Oh books. hell yeah! And uh, oh, yeah. so the movie was like this little nod, and then you saw characters from the old you know thing or whatever in mm-hmm. there or the you know the original series, and you're oh that's you know that's fun. They brought that back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what Ghostbusters felt like to me. And then all the people who were in the movie were playing, you know, different characters. Mm-hmm. All the main players in the original Ghostbusters uh-huh, were, were like, playing a different character. Like, uh, wasn't uh, Dan Aykroyd was like a cab driver or something like that? It was just kind of like weird. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, those old guys that made that crazy old TV show, or like <laughs> did cameos in this movie they made that was never made of movie, so now it's a movie. Like. <laughs> You know those type of things, right? Starsky and Hutch and like Dukes of Hazard, these like silly, campy comedy, you know, remake mm-hmm. reboots of these TV shows and stuff. That's what it felt like to me, anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to see them do a reboot of Meatballs. Meatballs. Uh, but see, they would have to, you know, stay in the vein of no cell phones, <clears throat> no. No contact. Basically, you have to actually write letters to your parents, like, "Hey, yeah, having a good time." I mean, well, they'd have and to and have they a whole scene. They couldn't make it with, as yeah. vulgar as it was. They'd have to have a whole scene where they like have to turn in their cell phones when they get to the camp. Yeah, nobody's allowed to have a cell phone. They'd have to play it off like that, like, "Oh man, how am I gonna oh. insta selfie?" I'm and then, ready like, for the summer. <laughs> oh, I love that movie so much. So, yeah, are you ready for a good time? Good time. <clears throat> okay, I think it's shots up now. Ooh, yes. Um, Not to interrupt, but no, no, that's fine. Good luck, because yeah. we went to meatballs, you know. And <laughs> meatballs. Meatballs. Is definitely meatballs. a science fiction classic. Uh, yes. We're talking about meat wide from Aquatine Hunger Force. Well, no, no, it te- no, it technically could be considered science fiction <laughs> because Bill Murray wide, was considered sexy. Yeah, because he was like the lead counselor, and everybody. Yeah. You know, he had that that weird looking. Anyway, but you know, he was like the Who big was? stud muffin in Ooh, that movie. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that has got to be science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he was never a stud muffin, to put it. In anything else, really, he never really had that vibe to him. No. Ever, and it was uh-uh. just like, but he got cast as this. He was like the smooth guy. Maybe guy stripes. Got women by being well, smooth. no, he almost Maybe got there. He almost got there by the end of Groundhog Day. Sure, because he was. It was redemptive in the end. So he was even Scrooge was redemptive. In oh yeah, the end. definitely. <gasps> oh, Scrooge. See, nobody really talks about Scrooge. Well, and we we. But Scorny Reaver, I'm just thinking about Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah. Scorny Reaver just rolling her eyes at him the whole entire time. <laughs> yeah. Even, even when she was the dog, she was rolling his eyes. Like, <laughs> you're rolling her eyes like uh, this freaking guy. Like you? <laughs> she's you? a dog. Really? You? <laughs> so she's a dog. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, hmm. all right. Well. Net, my next choice is Akira. It's actually a, it's actually a manga. Um, manga. The movie itself just blew my mind. It was one. It was like one of those um, Ralph Bakishi trips, like Fritz the Cat type of okay. stuff. All right. But it was actually talking about how the Japanese government was doing secret. Uh, experiments on these kids with psychic power. And this is like after, I believe it took place in 2010. That's where it's placing it, but the book's been out for almost 30 years. So it's kind of 
It's kind of there. Akira. No, no, go on. I'm just thinking about something else. But um, just how these these kids try and fight to free their friend who has this massive uh, psychic power that was imbued in him before he was born. So it's a movie anime or is it live action? Uh, they've actually tried to do uh, live action. Mm-hmm. No. They, they they basically said, we're going to just leave it as an anime and as a manga. And it sold. I, I used to have like the omnibuses of all the mm-hmm. all the original art. And I mean, it was it was a great. Excuse me. Um, more pizza. <laughs> no. You make room for more pizza. Just a little bit. Is anyone hungry? Uh, no, no, I'm I'm good. Thank you. We need more beer. Uh, yeah, I do that. But it was it was basically um, just kind of a account of youth versus the establishment. Uh-huh. And how they were willing to put themselves to save their friend, even though they've done something totally diabolical to them. Mm-hmm. And as an honorable mention, too, Battle Royale. That was what I was thinking of. That was what I was trying to. Okay. <laughs> I've read the book and I've I've seen the movie, and it, the sequel sucks. So don't even bother. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movie's but amazing. The the movie's amazing because the fact that. They're they're basically kidnapping these kids. It, it's basically Lord of the Flies, where it's a battle for survival. Friends become enemies. Well, the Lord of the Flies meets the Hunger Games. Basically. Yeah. And I have not seen or read any of the Hunger Games. I refuse to because of Battle Royale. Dude. No, they're worth it on their own. And the movies, not so much, but the books are definitely worth it. Uh, I mean, I'm willing to read. It's just the fact that I, mm-hmm. when when oh, the when the first one came fun. out, I'm like, you're like this battle, oh, you're like this battle royale all over yeah, right. again. Oh, but it's fun. It's you just know? it's just fun. And you think about how many books they sold and how much money they made off yeah. movies, and it's like they just ripped off battle royale. They're ripping that's, off that's, Japanese people. That's basically how my my attitude was. Yeah, towards that. I mean, I I've actually watched I watched the first one. I'm like. All right, okay, maybe, well, but I wasn't I wasn't impressed by it because seeing a movie like Battle Royale and you know reading books like Lord of the Flies and everything like that, I'm just like, we got enough misery and shit right. in the world. Well, yeah, but the but the fun thing about Battle Royale is that they were all it's like they were school kids that were on a bus just somewhere and they got hijacked. Yeah, and so they're all killing each other. And they've got these little, you know, the, the like the schoolgirl mini skirts on. Yeah. You know, they've got the they've got the school uniform on, and it just so it felt like it was meant to be funny, but then it wasn't funny, but then it was funny. Oh yeah, and oh, even gosh, like the movie. and the book and the manga were very closely tied together, mm-hmm. and even like going into the side stories of some of the students, and I'm just like, damn. Mm-hmm. Abi Katano, of course, was great as a teacher in that, mm-hmm. and you have to. And I'm telling you, uh, he was in uh, Ghost in the Shell too. I haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, if you haven't read the manga or anything like that, yeah. Well, when you have Scarlett Johansson, a, a white woman doing being Asian or something of that al- amalgam, yeah, 
You know, it's like eh. yeah. <laughs> Scarjo. Yeah. Even though I love her to death, she's gorgeous. Uh, but, well, but yeah. Hire hire a Japanese actress if you're going to tell that story in Japan. And yeah, all that stuff, we're all like, about uh, mm. the the action lady star she was because right. she was in Lucy and she was so mm-hmm. intense in right. Lucy. Black yeah. Widow and the Avengers yeah. stuff, and she's just yeah. like Lucy a badass chick. Lucy was great chick. by, yeah. by yeah. Yeah. But there are plenty of wonderful Asian women that could have knocked yeah. that out of the park. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, so that whole thing kind of turned me off. I mean, I'll give it a shot, but other than that, if if you're not familiar with the the, the source material, it, it's not even worth your time. But Akira is, and I mean, just the development of the relationships between all these people and the different forces coming together for the good or for the for the worst. I mean, it was it was amazing. Yes, and you can watch it while you're under influence too, and it'll still make sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will always defend the Hunger Games books, though, because they're well. Yeah. But if you think about it, you know, America had never been really. I mean, of course, there's the Akira and there's the Battle Royale and everything else, but most Americans had never had any exposure to that. Mm-hmm. And so, this was something that rocked the junior highs to the core. For the yeah, you know, I, I went to go see the Hunger Games, the first movie, the night that it came out and i was well i was sitting there with my flask of course but i was i was i was surrounded by well no i mean honestly well and it was full of anyway yeah but i was sitting there surrounded by kids dressed up with bows and arrows and everything else and they were so they were so invested in it and it was refreshing to see something that had come from a book that mm-hmm. they had read that they were so excited about. I mean, yes, right. it was a horrible thing to think about and, you know, any school library worth their salt wouldn't have it. But it was it was good to know that they were that they were that excited about something and that they understood the sociological impact of it. And it and that's the whole point. Right. 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 And that was that was something completely different for American kids. Mhm. So I mean, yeah, I mean Harry Potter with you know, you know, kids getting popped and zapped and you know everything else. But that was, but that was a night and day difference from that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And but, you really don't get to that movie without Harry Potter being so successful either. Like those type of movies with those kids. Maze Runner as yeah. well. Maze oh, Runner, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Maze Runner was a sad Mormon um, substitute mm-hmm. for it, but. No, I mean the Harry Potter stuff. I can go on about for days. So, <laughs> I'll just uh, <clears throat> scratch that off my list. Then you're probably on your list. No, it's not. No, it, it, it's not. Actually. It, it's that. not actually. I mean, I could I could start yeah, with the fact that no. I mean, yeah. I could start with the fact that my birthday is the same day as Harry Potter's and J.K. Rowling's, and I'm a Ravenclaw, and I'm proud of the fact that I'm a Ravenclaw. But we're not going to go there. <laughs> well, I have to be invested in this. Right. I have to because I I now see five year old kids coming into my stores yeah. wanting the first book, and they're so excited about it. And of course, I'm going to share in that excitement, right? Because I was that excited when I mean I went to all the midnight parties when the books were coming out. I ran some midnight parties when the books were coming out, and it was it was refreshing to see kids that were so incredibly invested in it. Because it seemed it was it was unreal, but it was real enough that they could relate to it. Right. 
and it drove them to read the books. So I'm I'm fine with that. I love me some Harry Potter, mm-hmm. but I don't have the books on my list. So go for it. <laughs> go for it. Well, yeah, if we're going, if we're still going around the table. We'll let John go. Next. Okay, I'm actually just going to scratch one off because we kind of talked to it about it before the Martian. So. I'm not going to spend too much time on that. It belongs with that more realistic. Uh, yeah. It, it, well, and the Martian checked out scientifically. And it's very um, unusual, and and usually hard science is what doesn't get a movie made. That's yeah, scientific. right. Well, I mean, yeah. who who would think that a movie with basically one character? I mean, you have Matt Damon, boom, mm-hmm. and there he is, and he was phenomenal. Yeah, cast away in space. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. and he survives, and it has a happy ending. Yeah, <laughs> but not a control. Well, Look, another movie. Well, the end of the movie where he's sitting, he's sitting on the. <laughs> well, no, I mean the end of the movie where he's sitting on the park bench is bullshit. But he, you know, because that's of. not how the book ends. But um, that's what I was no, going to ask was how you guys felt about the edit, the movie version versus the book. Is yeah, good, yeah, really. Uh, well, other than the end, I thought that was a fun movie. Well, it yeah. was, yeah. Well, it was very faithful until the point. You know, I didn't want to see how, you know, Kate Mara did at the end and had a baby and yada yada yada. You know, we don't know. the The whole point of the book was that it ends as he's going home and he's so grateful to be home. He's yep. glad to be alive. And That's I thought that a, was yeah, just so the perfect... Yeah, so you don't have all that little... Anyway, yeah, no, I don't need the... No. I mean, that was silly with him sitting yeah. there gray-haired, you know, speaking yeah, in a lecture hall. And, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. That was kind of weird. That, was, that felt out of place to me, again, not even knowing really yeah. the book that much. No. It was. It was like, you could have <laughs> ended this movie with, like, this whole epilogue thing that had, happens in a lot of movies lately. It's just like... It was it was kind of a fun little thing that they would do at the end of certain like you know like Animal House is like oh so and so ended up at you know blah well, blah blah that kind of made sense because the whole thing and it was, was ridiculous and it was all ridiculous through, right. so or or even like the more or like uh, like the Outsiders or or mm-hmm. movies like that or you know um, more serious movie like um, I'm trying to think of did the like, Dead Poet Society do that mm-hmm. where they're like at the end everybody ended up doing this like they have the little you know the little the, the, subtitles the underneath everybody that, right. And so this whole epilogue thing that people think they have to do yeah, for the end of a movie, even if it's not really pertinent, just well, end it. If it's a book that millions of people read, just end it the way it right. ends. Or they were trying and to we add their own. And we perfectly fine with it. It made sense. They were sense. trying to put their own little spin on it, it or something. Sense, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, and yeah. you know, and for those of us that read the book, we can imagine how it translates to, you know, right. Watney comes home and the Cubs win the World Series and all is right with the world and he's glad to be alive. Mm-hmm. He's glad to be back on the earth with green stuff where the planet is not actively trying to kill him every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but then but then on the other hand, you know, for so long Hollywood had just slapped shitty endings onto things where there could have been having like like saving private ryan for example yep or city of angels as much as i loathe Nicolas cage that could have had a decent ending to it but of course it ended up being a gut wrencher and it didn't have to be so so i have my final (laughs) two are by my one of my favorite authors who is a darling of Hollywood. They've done a lot of his stuff. They tend to take his short stories and uh, expand them. It's Philip Dick, and uh, or Philip K. Dick. And uh, there is, you know, the two Blade Runner movies now, and uh, um, Total Recall, two Total Recalls, um, mm. based on his short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the only ones that I've seen that they've done that I really thought translated well, and that I even thought were good movies, because I'm not a fan of... I haven't seen the new Blade Runner, but I'm not a fan of the old Blade Runner. Yeah, but Ryan Gosling. I always tell people I try to watch that movie, because I feel like I should, and I fall asleep in the middle. Or I try to watch the end, and I can't make it through the end. It's just one of those movies that's so dark and noir, and Mm -hmm. like... You got to pay attention to it. Next time I'm trying to do it, I'm putting closed captioning on. Because that generally is what makes me be able to hang with a movie like that. Sure. The, mm-hmm. Another Philip Dick one that they did as a Netflix series was that way. I had to have the closed captioning on the whole time, The Man in the High Castle. I haven't um, seen that yet. No, we were talking about that earlier. It's good, but it's not faithful to the book. If you've read the book, okay. if you haven't no, read fir- the book, the watch it, because it'll actually be better if you haven't read the book. This was like the first season based on the book, and then they just go from there? Or was it like a... You know, that's what that's I thought a pretty I good description, yeah. yeah. I mean, they kind of went off the This is one book, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so. it, but they changed some things to make it just more... People could relate to it. Like, it's not a film in the book. It's a book. That, yeah. That, is that they're all searching for. Well, and that's what worries me about Handmaid's Tale, is that they're talking about doing a second season of that. And the book itself ties up very neatly at the end mm-hmm. you know the whole point of it is that this is a journal basically from a woman that was that was taken away from her husband and her daughter and was forced to become someone that bears children for you know some or random yeah some random guy and at the end of the book it ties it up very neatly that you know she escaped she went to Nova Scotia I think it was and they found these journal tapes, and then 300 years after the fact, they they were dissecting them and parsing them and, and realized that this was what was going on with the politics at the time. And now, with you know, if they're going to do a second season of it, I'm I'm not sure how that will that will play well, out. Well, if they planned for two seasons, maybe they didn't plan for it to end. I it seems to me with Man in the High Castle, <coughs> they kind of played it that way. That's why it's more like the book. If they'd have ended it there, you know, people have read the book probably wouldn't complain too much. Mm-hmm. I actually thought the second season was a just a bigger waste of my time. You know? Sure. Well, um, but the two that I have uh, that I thought were done well as movies were Minority Report, mm-hmm. which I think is actually one of the closest, even over like 2001, translations of the story to the screen. In spite it's of Tom like Cruise, totally faithful, <laughs> and Tom Cruise is good in it. No, he yeah. is good, he's and I've, good I, I, I wasn't he's able like, to tolerate can, him even he, in Top Gun, but I, I could yeah. watch him in. He made sense in Minority Report. You know, other than some of the action got ramped up to a level where it's more exciting on the screen, which you're going to expect, like mm-hmm. how everything happened, the timeline, you know, the way that the um, the twins that could forecast mm-hmm. things worked mm-hmm. and. What eventually happened to him and when it did was all right on the money. So I, I really like that movie and I like it for doing, you know, Philip Dick Justice. I'll still watch it, yeah. Um, and then the other one is one that I think was made to be very faithful because I know that the guy that made this movie has made some other movies. He's famous, Richard Linklater. Oh, yeah. Um, Scanner Dark. He's a Philip Dick fan. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. And he made a movie well, called Linklater. Waking Life. Right. That kind of goes through a bunch of different characters based on 
the theme that is in basically almost all Philip Dick, which is, is this a dream or is it reality? Yep. Like even in Blade Runner, mm-hmm. at some point the people are like questioning, you know, what's real? Is mm-hmm. this guy a android or not? Yeah. You know, there's always that twist of you, some twist to reality where you don't know and you don't find out till the end. Um, and this was um, based on a, a, a book that basically talked about a not-so-distant future uh, drug addicts of a drug that was, you know, even more powerfully addictive than heroin. And, mm-hmm. you know, people went off into it and everything. And a, a guy that went undercover to try to catch a drug ring of it that who ends up ends getting up Just addicted. getting hooked on it. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. man. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy move, but it's great. And I, I think... Is it, that was Keanu Reeves, yep. right? Um, yes, that it played the voice. Yes, mm-hmm. um, that character's Bob Arctor. but that's just a, a you know. I was good, glad to see that made right, and and I think him doing it in, again, animated like he did Waking Life, was was a good call. So, and then I'll actually just put my. I have two guys that I think they should be making movies of. That I just don't understand. One I really don't understand because he's pretty popular and well known. Greg Bear, and he has a number of. Maybe I've missed something minor that they did for him, but I don't believe he's. Maybe some TV shows or something. But uh, he's got some great stuff, but he tends to have some either real hard physics or fictional hard physics that are very hard to follow and that you must follow to understand the story. But now like that, in the Eon series. Well and, and now that now that different movies have been made like that the movie with Matthew McConaughey and the Interstellar. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, with with the Interstellars of the world coming out and again The Martian, you know, where they're actually speaking to the mm-hmm. science and contact, mm-hmm. like we had mentioned before earlier. Um they're speaking to that hard science, and I think that there might be an audience for that. Mm-hmm. Now, it's it's just so hard to translate that to a film, and have you know average person well, that book, doesn't necessarily have the experience with the book to understand that. Say a book like the the um, the Eon series that's been out for so long too. Somebody's going to have to love it and go. I want to make a movie out of it. That's right. Well, I mean, it'll turn to great, a Peter Jackson Hobbit sort of thing, know. where it's going to be a, a huge production right sure. and then the other guy and i don't think they what they should and somebody took a real good look at it they could make some exciting movies but i don't ever see it happening because he's been gone for a long time and only had you know four or five books that people really look to but john bruner stand on zanzibar and um, um a sheep looks up are two books of his that could easily be a movie and be an incre- incredible movie. You know, Stan on Zanzibar is basically just a futuristic thing and there's futuristic drugs involved in it and it's just a, just a crazy, you know, just keeps pushing, pushing, pushing through this future world um, just from a, a, a personal perspective from the character. It's been a while since I read it, so I... And then Sheep Look Up is pretty much like what you would think. It's, you know, power struggle and 
Don't they yeah. drown? No, I'm sorry. It's turkeys that if they look up when they're yeah. raining, <laughs> they turkeys. So, and he's similar no, to just, Philip Dick in that, that he can really weave a a fantastic future that you could build a story you know around that could be a film. You know, so I would love to see either of those. I doubt I will. Somebody will make a hot fantasy science fiction book that appeals to younger people, and that movie will get made. Right. <laughs> Well, that's kind of like the the crux of this whole like, you know, topic is the you know the fact that all these movies have been made of these books because there's so many visuals and so many interpretations mm-hmm. and so many different ways you know of you know describing things and these authors are setting this really interesting scene or having really interesting premises or you know storylines that to, to bounce off of and that's how you know the stuff gets turned into a movie because it seems mm-hmm. you know. Or we were talking earlier about like Man in the High Castle or something where something is written to end in a book, but now somebody's writing it as a TV show. I think just about every TV show is written to be to continue on and like mm-hmm. let's keep making. Well, of this course, TV they want show. season after season after or season, or sequ- or sequels to movies. Right. So they they write stuff and they bend stuff a little bit to to well, cater to that. And it's not a long book. They could have done it in one season, right? Just like leave it as one season and then go do something else, or you know, right. Or like we were, another, do a John Brunner book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like during the break, we we were kind of talking like Game of Thrones and things like that. Where they, mm-hmm. or what was the other one? Um, where they just Walking Dead, Walking Dead. Right. Where where they wrote other things and they just like <clears throat> kept writing it, even though it wasn't you know it wasn't an adaptation anymore. It was just like new. Yeah, they've surpassed the work from Martin or Kirkman, and because they it, just can't because it got so popular anymore, and they got right. to just keep making. That's what just loses me on. I just don't even want to watch TV anymore or. <laughs> some of these movies because it's like oh they're making another one or they just keep doing seasons just to keep doing them and like you're saying there's these authors that are out there that could they could make a book into a movie that's an interesting enough story and and, and they can't do it because they're putting more money into another ver- you know another sequel or another reboot or another they don't you know, need to turn it into a franchise of, when it's just mm-hmm. yeah right well and that's the wonderful thing about black mirror is that John and I just started watching Black Mirror last oh, yeah. weekend. And let's see, we watched the three episodes from season one and then the one with um, the Star Trek episode from the beginning of season four. And they were phenomenal, but they were very discreet. You know, beginning, ending, boom, done. You know, you, you, you're, you're as satisfied as you need to be, and then they move on to the next theme. And that was kind of refreshing that it wasn't an actual season where every episode was tied into the other one. Right. I mean, and Black Mirror was More phenomenal. Like outer limits. It's a serial. Yeah. Like well, a, and, yeah, it's, like and, a, and yeah. it's intended to be like that. Right. And it's phenomenal. It's because I don't want you know. I, I would love watch. to see more of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Giving you know more about it going in from episode to episode is it's going to be odd. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> exactly. Or like, and um, it's, it's going to blow your mind, and you're going to love every second of it. Was I just? Gonna, I was just thinking of something. Right. It's totally slipped my mind. But. Um, there's a t oh um, the the murder one with like McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. True yes, detective. True, detective. true detective. Right, like they made different seasons be different stories, mm-hmm. which is kind of a different twist on that whole serial mm-hmm. or you know, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. thing where they round it off and it's mm-hmm. one. It's a basically a mini series, and then they just keep making a, right. a series mm-hmm. of those. Like that would be to me. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there's so many good writers out there. There's so many good people out there doing stuff that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't keep rebooting in, yeah. what we've already seen. Well, Give us something completely that, different. Right. It's been around that I guarantee you, if they put it out, they would find there were fans of it. Would, but you know, it's it's true when they do something 
especially science fiction-y, and it hits. Because I don't know that anybody really expected Guardians of the Galaxy to hit like it did. They no, gotta, they, but it they had feel the, like they got to make well, a, a, a sequel because there's money to be made. Well, and, and there's know. also there's also the comic book franchise to tie into yeah. it. So they've got the whole they've got the history of I the mean, Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't twice, but more right. more good. I don't. I'm not going to really criticize somebody for trying to make their bones. Right. If it's their bones, you know, right. <laughs> they and copy them from anybody else. Right. And if they want to dilute something that they made, or give somebody the rights to do that, well, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you get what you you get what you paid for back. You know, from your right. fans too. They mm-hmm. may say, "Well, you diluted <clears throat> it." You know, I'm not going to the third one. You know? Yeah, right. Or you look at and Star Wars. I'm not buying like, the DVD of the second one. You know, sure. Or like you look at Star Wars or these mm-hmm. other these stuff that has been. You know, they they handed it over to somebody, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, "I'll I'll just take my money and run. I'm done with it." But you can just keep making them if you want, and then. Well, Star yeah. Trek. Oh my Star God. Trek too. Well, I'm done with Star Wars since they killed off Han Solo, you know, so I'm I'm done with it. <laughs> insane Star Trek TV and movies. Yeah. Know, just, I mean, luckily they mostly had different stories, so they didn't dilute it down, but. Did we really need that many Star Trek stories? I don't know. Or like for them to well, do the origin story again, like the that original that movie from a few years ago, yeah. the reboot. Because now they now they've yeah. done this other TV series. What's it called? Discovery. Star Trek Discovery. So it's another mm-hmm. voyage. It's another mm-hmm. ship or whatever. It's another mm-hmm. like thing, right? And so it's like Deep Space Nine and all mm-hmm. these other different. You know, it's an offshoot of. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or we got into a whole conversation. We were talking about Roger Moore passing away. So we got into this whole conversation about like the different James Bond movies mm-hmm. and how they just keep, you know, you can just keep churning those out mm-hmm. as long as there's a book or even if there isn't a book, you can no. like get somebody oh, to write it. There hasn't been it. a book since the 60s. But right. so. I mean, originally Ian Fleming yeah. wrote, you know, three or four of the books and then it just kind of they grew kept, into its yeah. own, you know, it, it evolved yeah. from there. And then other people started right. writing books like right. Sherlock Holmes stories or. Other things that people were just, you know, well, they're ripping off, you know, from hell. Yeah, you know, they're they're ripping off all this stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah, love that book, by the way. (laughs) Hell, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Is that the one they made the movie out of with Johnny Depp and stuff? Yeah. Well, Well, that was like, and that was like, was that a comic book or was that like that was graphic novel? Yeah, graphic novel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Alan Moore. Well, Alan Moore, you know. Sure. I'm I'm gonna bow down, you know, and I wasn't. Yeah, I mean, we can we can talk about V for Vendetta. As, as, as all day, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but that's, yeah. We'll do a political movie, maybe six Can pack we? or something. Really? <laughs> or like a, just a, you know, a, a social, social just, or social commentary movie. Well, actually, that, or something well, that some would, point. I mean, that would take out my three other ones. <laughs> I mean, no, because this is essentially social commentary. We could bring up Fahrenheit 451 again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, right. especially with what's going on in, you know, trying to get rid of the First Amendment and all that, but, you know, we're not going to. That's for another episode. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's, save, that. let's episode. save that. Let's save that. Let's designate one the orange episode. The orange let's episode. Let's save that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> How can we beat the Constitution to a pulp? Yeah, there we go. All right. I do have three wonderful books that I can put together that I think is going to cause all kinds of interesting discussion. Yeah. And you said these were kind of like social commentary like yes. things anyway. It incorporates, you know, transgender things and all, you know. Talking about human sexuality, you sure. know, that sort of thing. So here we go. All right. So three of the most wonderful books that I read last year, and I actually read them all 
one right after the other, which was not intentional, and it just kind of blew my mind. Um, the Wanderers by Meg Howey is about three people that were chosen to go on a Mars mission. And they, whether or not they actually went to Mars is remains to be seen. I mean, that, that wasn't answered in the book. There was discussion of whether or not they actually went. Mm-hmm. You know, it might have been subterfuge. It might have been, you know, who knows. But um, the woman was American, and there were two men. One was Soviet, and one was Japanese. And the whole discussion was about whether or not the three of them could peacefully coexist for all this time. You know, because it takes years and years to get to Mars and then back. Mm-hmm. And so the um, so the discussion in the book was about how they could remain their humanity, continue to be who they were, and the kind, friendly people that they were at the very beginning of the trip to, you know, at the very end. The second book was uh, A Close and Common Orbit by Becky Chambers. And this was interesting because it was... Um, one of the main characters was an artificial intelligence unit from a spacecraft that was put into a human kit. In other words, a human body. Ooh. Yeah. And this person, this AI kit, wanted nothing more than to be human. So the discussion was what makes one human? What makes one, you know, how do you, how do you pass for being human right. when you're considered to be? I mean, obviously, all of these things have passed the Turing test. You know, that's not even an option. The third one was Autonomous by Annalie Newitz. And Annalie is one of the two founders of io9, the io9 website that you may or may not be familiar with, with Charlie Jane Anders, who's her partner. But I love both of them. They're wonderful. Um, Autonomous centers around, on one hand, you think it's going to be a simple social discussion about medication and... because. The main character starts off as um, she starts off as cloning medication to give to people that can't afford it. Mm-hmm. So there's the whole, you know, there's the whole financial standpoint of it. You know, the drug companies are making all this money on different medications, and here's this woman that's cloning all of it and giving it to people. But the two government officials that are looking for one man is human, and then the other one is an android who decides that. It wants to be human and chooses its gender accordingly. Hmm. So what makes us human? How do we decide if we're human? How do we know if we're not human? How do we, how do we choose our sexuality? Is it fluid? Is it something that we decide you know, on a daily basis? Or is it something that is inherent? Is it something that is applied to robots or androids or anything else? Mm-hmm. And you're all sitting there going, hmm, I don't know if I want to talk about this. Wow. Yeah, actually, no, I mean, it's... You know, it's it, sounds, it sounds interesting. Did you pass no. me one of those Girl Scout cookies? <laughs> <laughs> would, would you like another drink? No, but, it, but, it, but it's fascinating from the standpoint is, you know, the, when I was reading Close in Common Orbit, it's, you know, this, this AI has been dumped into this human body, and it's very illegal. It's, I mean, the, 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 the price for being found as an AI in a human kit... Is destruction. I mean, you're, human you're, kit. Uh, that's what they call it—a human kit. It's a human body. Oh. 
You is know, it they, an actual human body that they found? No, or like it's, no, it's like, no, it's something? like, no, it's it's like, like a, a plastic body that someone creates okay, that can pass for being human. Passes for but, human. But right, okay. so you've got this, so you've got this AI in a human body, and she's doing everything that she possibly can to pass as human. Okay. So you know, starting off hiding in somebody's spare bedroom because she needs to learn how to be human. And so, where do we, you know, where do we draw the line between what is human and what isn't? You know, what's what's good human behavior? You know, that we, you know, that we run our fingers through our hair, or we blink our eyes more often when we're lying, or what what is humanity as opposed mm-hmm. to what is something that could be construed as artificial intelligence? Sure. And so, all three of them kind of skirt around that because they're. Um, you know, granted, it's the hard science fiction. You know, they're they're flying between planets. They're um, creating something out of nothing. You know, they're or in the case of autonomous, you have a you have an android that is made of steel and bolts, but yet this android. Gosh, what is her name? I can't remember exactly, but she actively decides that she wants to be human and she wants to be female because her partner is male and she wants to have a sexual relationship with him. Hmm. And she decides that on her own through her own robotic brain, you know. So how is that any different? Is it different from what we decide? From people that are, you know, decide, you know, they're born male and they decide that they're in the wrong body and they become female. And, you know, we've pretty much accepted transgendered humans. Mm -hmm. So, how do we make the leap from transgendered humans to transgendered androids, robots, whoever else? And what's the big difference? Well, right off the bat, I think you solved that problem by not giving androids or robots a gender maybe <laughs> well and, and that's a good thing because they're not gender <laughs> if, if, paladin yeah. actually paladin yeah. and that's his name you know it's that not he was he was created creature, no he so. was created he was created yeah. to be a cop basically yeah a cop with guns with weapons with you know as the enforcer that as as his Wait, his name's paladin yeah paladin awesome. or her name. and it's a he her, name. her, her name. yeah no, she no, but historically, I was just Paladin this morning. well, exactly. No, but but the, but but Paladin starts off as non-gendered because it's a robot. It's just you know, it's metal. It's seven feet tall. It's it's shiny. It's a gunslinger. Yeah, yeah. And then Paladin. It's a man. Well, sounds but, like a man to me. But Paladin. Where's my phone during, go? <laughs> well, but Paladin, during the course of during the course of the book and during the course of his interactions, decides that he's going to be. Or it is going to become female, so that it can better have a relationship with, mm-hmm. you know, her handler, literally and figuratively. <laughs> but um, but it it just begs the whole question about what makes us human and how do we decide who we really are. Wow, and Turing that's really test, interesting. Turing test aside, you know anybody you know anybody can program anything to answer questions. Right. But what happens when we take the next step and, be, and create all this artificial intelligence? We're about to take that step. Yeah, we're, well, we're really close to that. Yeah, taking that step. I mean, BB-8 for cripes' sakes, you know, can do that. Well, we're not talking about BB-8. We're oh, I'm talking about BB-8. That's no. from a galaxy far, far away, and it was a long time ago, about Christine. This galaxy, this year. <laughs> no, no, but I love, I love but, no, BB-8. the the IBM, mm-hmm. the the Watson thing that was on Jeopardy mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it thinks for it, it goes into a database and it. Grabs information, takes a question within microseconds, and, and it can right 
formulate what it thinks it you know and they tell it okay you have to answer in the form of a question what is this and it has to do all that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah like we're already kind of there but they just have to put all the pieces together and they still need to make the robot that has the you know the human elements well there's ais out there that you can actually contact through the web and talk to and they they develop and are learning a language yeah i can't think of that i probably have it somewhere when you call tech support for your phone or something (laughs) how can i help you i mean it's it's, my name is michael how can i help you thing right and but they answer individually like it's like part of the deal is to try to get it to not answer individually. Well, and they and they learn. It's it's incremental. It's that they, powerful of an AI that, right. like, if, you know, you're trying to get it to give you some rote answer, and it always gives you something random. Hmm. But, you know, the the whole point being though is that in these worlds, sexuality is fluid, so you could decide to be one thing and then change to another or is it even necessary to declare yourself as one or the other because you can change that or you can decide to be whatever it is that you want to be based upon the situation at least for a night you got to declare I right mean. not necessarily <laughs> but only if you're a robot not necessarily these are all robots though right or madonna or, i mean yeah, yeah. Come on now. But in, yeah. the, in the books you're talking yeah, about, these were all well, well, artificial intelligence it's, it's, things that were... Well, it's going where? It, yes. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, they were, yeah, they were artificial intelligence put in specific chassis, no, if you want to right. I mean, okay, look at it yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, they that were, yeah. you know, they have they have certain stuff, and they can they can modify that stuff <laughs> if they need to. Swing. Well, Swing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know, maybe that's deeper or heavier than we want to actually. What's she doing? Throwing ice cubes at the cat. Okay. She likes ice cubes. Who doesn't like ice cubes? The other one. Okay. All right. Rest my case. No further questions. That's my man. <laughs> no further questions, Your Honor. Right. Um, no, that's interesting though, because like, yeah, that whole because obviously that conversation is on the radar right now about, you know, I think I I feel like I wish they would have solved that problem with everybody can marry whoever they want and just like get married and if you want to or you want to have a relationship or all that sort of stuff but obviously there's more to the human existence than just having a relationship or getting married but still it's like there's just a lot of uh different um avenues i guess that have been gone and i've never really thought about it or explored it or paid much attention to it in a sense that you know i really don't not that I don't care about it, but I just don't think about it. Or, robots aren't yeah. in the jam. Right. No, not robots. I'm talking about the, the transgender, right. no, the gender I'm, fluid no, conversation. Well, and it's so kind of blows my mind, well, actually. Well, it's so interesting how, that over the past five years, not even ten, but five years, it's exploded. You right, know, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, right, that after it's, they it's passed that law, right. after they passed that law, and there's this whole theory on like the you know the more conservative side of things that, oh... When you, they keep moving the goalposts, or there's like a, a thing where you know they get like liberal-minded people are fighting for a change, or you know social, you know, you know uh, civil rights and stuff are being fought for, and then when we get to civil rights, they just find another civil right, and they just want to be angry, or they just want to be 
you know, have something to fight for. And it's just like, it kind of falls into all that stuff mm-hmm. and that conversation. And it's just like, kind of gets all cloudy to me personally. And I'm yeah. just like, I don't even well, know what's going on or, here anymore. Or conversely, people that don't even necessarily want to fight. They know that they were, or they believe that they were born in the wrong body and they just simply want to be who they are. Right. You know, whether they're wearing, um, you know, a necktie or heels, it doesn't matter. They just simply want to exist as right. who they are. So, because what they are is just what they are. Well, it's a construct. Right. So then they're playing into a con- the social construct of male or female, and they're saying, well, I'm a born a male, but I like to wear skirts or, you know, makeup or, you know, do more feminine, what are considered in a social construct is, again, more feminine things, so... Why can't they just be a feminine male? You know, or, yeah. or you know, not, not. I'm not saying why can't they. I'm just saying like the whole, you know, this whole conversation taking place. Just be whatever you're going to be. Well, and, then, and, and well, and that's the case yeah. in autonomous anyway. That there's the third gender, which is the non-sex gender. Sure. You know, you you are who you are, and it there is no male or female designation. You're just simply Z as opposed to him or her. Right. Right. And I think that was kind of create or. They took that, maybe they took that from that book, maybe, and then, because there's no, all the Z-Zim... Well, that was, that was, um, that was a movement that started, you know, 10, 20 years ago. You know, so this is just an offshoot of that, you know, more illuminating okay. it in specific cases, you know, as fiction, but that certainly happens. But like anyway. life imitating art, imitating life. Well, All necessity, that sort of stuff that happens too, yeah. or out of necessity, right. when you when you refuse to be pigeonholed as a specific thing, right? A specific thing, specific person, specific you're gonna, gender. You're going to go you're fill gonna... out forms that say male or female on them, and you have to have it on your driver's license or whatever. It's like, well, why can't I just put or nothing? Male, female. Why do I have to declare that? Both. Why do I have to? Why do I have to put my race exactly. or my hair color? I have people who change their hair color. They got brown or brunette or whatever on their driver's license or red. Right. And then it's like, well, but your hair's brown, but it says blonde on your not. driver's license. Right. So right. then they took, they just took hair color off. Did like, you notice that? I pay, I pay oh, a I lot for this. Oh, oh yeah, no, they absolutely have. They took hair color off the driver's license. Go, show me your pubes. Show me your pubes, Sean. What's your real hair color? No. You're on your phone over there. I see you, you not paying up. attention. You're bald. You're bald. What's your real hair color? Show Whip me your out. pubes. Show us your pubes, Sean. What you is got, it that make you got the, caught on your phone during the podcast? You, you, you have to make sure that the rug matches the curtains, or what is it? The, that's something. The, rug, the dress wow. matches the carpet. <laughs> yeah, thank if you. The, the, the the I'm pretty sure. I don't think there's a question about the, if the carpet matches or pubes. Carpet pubes. matches the, yeah, the carpet pubes. matches the drapes. Yeah, pubes. Pubes, pubes is just a funny word. <laughs> funny word. <laughs> Yeah, but what happens? Oh, Mike. boy. Side peeps? <laughs> no. We're getting too peeps. Well, see, that's what I was expecting is this, you know, obnoxious humor, you know, through this discussion. Because I thought that, I thought that I have nothing else that this would blow up into a whole bunch of. <laughs> well, you were getting I, way you know, too. I mean, well, I up the hello, hello, someone, had yeah. to, someone had to jump in. <laughs> well, peeps. But it's, it's coming. This is, I mean, this is truly on the horizon. Yeah, because it doesn't. You know, does it say? Yeah, blue eyes. It doesn't. It doesn't even. No, it doesn't color give you hair color. No. Driver's license anymore. So oh, no. why? Why does it have to say male on there? Well, it, right. Five ten. I get. <laughs> pounds. I get. Well, you know. I, <laughs> 
Well, well, I didn't need to know how much I weigh. Well, and when I go through badging applications at work, you know, because I'm a yeah. signatory to make sure that everybody gets their legal badge, you know, everything. And sometimes, you know, some of the people look at me like, okay, really, what's your hair color? <laughs> yeah. And it's always a joke, you know, haha, today it's purple, but That's it's purple. actually brown. This is okay. my natural hair color. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, I haven't changed my eye color yet, but I can. Or I will be able to. Mm-hmm. You know, so so what does that mean? Do we have a do we have DNA that bears that stuff out? But then even then, you start the doing DNA, does it mean that, fingerprint. Yeah, does it mean that I'm female like, or or today because I want to be aggressive and kick some ass that I'm? We gotta man. stop I'm, letting I'm, people in from the shithole countries. They'll stop. Well, all hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> you do it fast enough. Oh, Joe, what, you didn't what? have it queued up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. You cannot right. let the people in from down. the shithole countries. <laughs> yeah. We exactly. can't be letting these people in. They come in from the crab hole of the universe. Oh, no, no. It's a shithole. There's a difference. This place is already a shithole anyway. <laughs> That's right. I just peed in a bucket. I want some more people from Norway. I don't even have indoor plumbing. And I'm in, I'm in the United States. Branch. How come people don't want to come from Norway to here? We're a good place. Our flag is almost like theirs, you know? We got stars and bars. They just got the bars. <laughs> it's similar where, colors. Where are the bars? I saw some bars up on the hill up there. Uh, and up there and, and drank. You don't tell me. I almost shot a bar the other day. No, he was no, shot a bar. Those bars up on the hill are those bars New York City yeah you gotta watch don't tell them don't, don't scare me like that don't shoot up a bar tell me that you saw City. some bars holy cow yeah that's what I'm talking about That's a special boy can play banjo, I'll tell you. <laughs> Remember, because one of them, the boy playing banjo was special. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a special kind of boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do they call him? Like an idiot savant? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. Dueling genders. <laughs> Dueling genders. There's always dueling genders. <laughs> men are for men are for Ooh, men are from Mars. Oh, Venus are from women. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? What's that saying? Men are from men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. Men are, oh, women are from Venus. Men are from Mars. Such That's a how it went. <laughs> Such a what? Caveman. Caveman. I dropped all my ice balls down. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Well, now you gotta make another one. Well, shit. Ice balls. No, seriously, it's a. Oh wait. Oh, I got it. oh no, I can't get it on my hands. My hands too. <laughs> Your hands too little, cause you're a woman. Yeah, you got a little girl hands. <laughs> You need a man to do the, open that bottle yeah, for why you. Why didn't you ask one of us to come do it? See this ice ball? Ask one yeah. of the men to do it. It should look okay. familiar to you. Uh, oh, no. What? 
because it'll be blue. It need to be blue for being familiar oh, to me. Oh, ice blue. I get it. That's the bluest ball. Fix this. What? This is oh, I'm sorry. Me. I'm it's sorry. Like you're stuck. I, I'm just waiting for you to like knock something over too. Cha-ching. Okay. <laughs> like OCD. Hey, you only got like ten there feet of like cord that? there too. You could yeah. trying to keep it wrapped up. I can understand. It. It was He's like, trying to keep me from it was spilling like, my bourbon. It was and I like appreciate dangling that. and like pulling tight. And I'm like, don't. Okay. Because Joe's obsessed with the dangly bits. So. All right. <laughs> well, so so there goes my you know deep intelligent conversation. So I got. Does anybody got anything astute to say anymore? Did, uh, we, just... did we get to everybody? I mean, I had I had Harry Potter and okay. <gasps> we could talk Lo- about Harry, Harry Potter. Potter and Lord of the Rings on here, and I was Ooh. just commenting on how, way to shut me up because I how, how well Harry Potter, so. exactly. I was just going to comment on how we well those movies were acted and the way they're like the effects and everything, the way it was made. Oh, and they got so dark. Yeah. Have it. So you haven't read the books? No. They're they're so 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 faithful to the books. They're beautiful. Talking about Harry Potter. Oh yeah. Okay. I I can't read Tolkien. He yeah. Bores me. I try. I, I actually bought the book when the movies came out, and I was trying to read it, and I'm just like, this is just too much. And I started like I got oh. like three chapters in, and I'm like, oh, I have all of them in hardcover. Oh, okay, Lord never mind. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. No. 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 But no. That's uh, no. That's. But I heard that oh. Harry Potter was true enough to the books and. I just left it alone, and I didn't bother. Can we have know, a moment of silence for Alan Rickman? Uh, we, could, we could do that. Mm. Sean will light the torch for Alan Rickman. <laughs> oh, God. Alan Rickman. I just, gosh, my, that, that broke my heart more than David Bowie. Honestly, that was, oh, that was unimaginable. That was so terrible. That was so terrible. They, they died like what? A day know. after each other? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no one knew that either one of them were sick. Yeah. And, oh gosh, Alan Rickman. I loved him in Dogma. <laughs> I just loved him. Well, except for in um, that horrible, horrible movie that they, they keep trying to pass off as a Christmas movie. Oh, Love Actually? Oh, that movie pisses me off. Who I cheats on, who cheats on Emma Thompson? Movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> she is a goddess, okay? I would not cheat. Oh, my God. Who the fuck cheats on Emma Thompson? And what is this Andrew Garf or what, what, whatever his name was, the, the guy from Walking Dead bullshit with the oh, signs? A, oh, a, Andrew Lincoln. No. Yeah, thank Andrew you. Lincoln, no, yeah. that's so wrong. Oh, that movie is wrong. <laughs> I'll- Oh, I like it because it was just. Don't even. Oh, don't even get me started. And it's not a Christmas movie. It's a bullshit movie. Wow, I still love it though. No, (laughs) you can have it. Hugh Grant is the prime minister. Please, I'd rather see Rory Kinnear fucking a pig as a prime minister. (laughs) (laughs) And there's and we all. It all comes back to Black Mirror. Okay. Right. If you've seen the Black Mirror episode. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't, you're going to be very... Oh, and now, mind you, the entire time... The, pig uh, the entire time I sat there thinking, oh, he's not going to do it. Oh, and yeah. I kept saying it out loud. Oh, he's oh. not going to do it. No, he's yeah, not going to do it. They're the whole, not going like to do it. He's like not going to do it. Yeah. He, oh, the whole so crux of it. it is like, you're just like, no, no, nah. please don't. No, no, no. Please don't. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then when they have watching them, they're like... Half of them are like, oh. Well, at first, they're, at first they're laughing. Oh, yeah. At first they're laughing, oh. and, and then, then they're nauseated, and then they're just completely over it. Everybody's just like, he's actually doing it. Well, and then it had Alan Leach so for the crunchy for like gravel effect, and then oh. it had Lindsay Duncan. Well, yeah, because it was meant to be just absolutely mortifying, and they said later that he went on for like an hour. Yeah. 
Well, you know the whole premise of this thing? I have an idea, yeah. No, I mean, they, they, they kidnapped one of the royals in England. Right, yeah. Oh, and, no, I know the story. I yeah. saw that. I saw Blackbeard. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. But Rory Kinnear, of all people. And, she's, and she was, like, free the whole time? or No, they, they set her free a half an hour before he actually started um, yeah. doing the dirty. Big boning. Right. Yep. Pig, pig boning. boning. Yep. Pig boning. But what surprised me was that the pig was just sitting there chowing down. They said that they had it anesthetized. But the pig's like standing there they in the in the groupie. studio. Well, no, but the pig's standing there like eating. Like, okay, so what is he going to do? Grab it for an hour? How's that going to work? I mean, wouldn't you think that he would have to tie it up or like strap it down or something? Because at some point the pig would object. Maybe. They I mean, would. I would certainly object to an hour of that. Maybe the pig. <laughs> It was a kinky pig. I don't know. I don't know. It was. It was just. It was. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh. <laughs> and wasn't there something that called like Ned Beatty Piggy or oh, something yeah, like yeah. that? Oh, oh, right. 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 Oh, All right. Right. So, oh, no. Squeal like a pig? It, that went yeah. on for an hour too, <laughs> it seems like. It all comes back to deliverance. Yeah. Alright. Okay. Can we listen to Van Halen oh. instead? <laughs> this is the trip up to Michigan. <laughs> wow. Did you have to live with and I was like, please, God, I just want to live. I just want to live. Like the lone black man in Michigan. Yeah, And you're thinking about moving up there? Are you sure you don't want to live? It wouldn't be the lone black man in Michigan, just that part of Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got, they got the Indian reservation up there, too, so I wouldn't be the only. Go hang out with them, yeah. Oh. No, I wouldn't be the other. There'd be only. enough brownness to. Oh. No, that's a different kind of brown, though. We're still brown, though. Everybody's brown. Sure that. <laughs> some folks are just some folks are even whiter than me <laughs> so can we talk about can we t- speaking of white men can we talk about Harry Potter That's we, don't have, song. we don't, That's don't have to we don't have to but if you, song, if you want yeah. to talk about Harry Potter I'm your girl I didn't really want to talk about Harry Potter I was just trying to add something to my list of okay. fantasies <laughs> I was just trying to come up with science fiction movies I'll but be Hermione if no Granger. Else, if no one else wants to talk about Harry Potter, then like, I'll be like Hermione. I said, I was just commenting oh. on how much I like that as a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, especially, was like a really good. Mm-hmm. The way, I mean, well, Gary Oldman, too, well, like in that, like all those actors were just awesome, and then right. they really went dark and when when there's all the stuff happening at Hogwarts and all this stuff, and then they get to that third was it third or fourth? Is that the third movie or the Azkaban's the, the third third book? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of like, okay, growing up and starting to figure out what's really going on with this whole situation and what Harry's, like, path is going to be and all that stuff. Yeah, so so I think you're 14 years old and hormones are growing crazy and shit's trying to kill you. It's basically what it boils down to. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Potter in a capsule. I'm really not Hermione Granger. You think I am, but I'm not. I'm a Ravenclaw. I'm not a Gryffindor. Yeah, who would you be then? Was there any notable Ravenclaw characters? No, that, not really. Yeah. Well, Cho Chang, who was Harry's girlfriend in four, I think. Four or five. She was Ravenclaw? Would you, yeah. Would you say you related to her at all? No, because she was irritating. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I'm irritating. So, all right, all right. Well, oh, yes, I mean, you know. I'm not gonna, Ravenclaw, gonna, you Ravenclaw, said it, not me. Ravenclaws by definition. Ravenclaws by definition are insufferable know-it-alls. So, I guess you know if the shoe fits. I'll sure. Yeah. All right. I yeah, I can do that. Oh, you're not insufferable. Have you met me? <laughs> but you are enough. Do you have anything left on your list, or was that it? That was it. That was it, wasn't it? Okay. All right. Well, this has been an interesting one. Uh, thanks for joining us, uh, John and Christine. Put a bow on it, Joe. Put a bow on it. And uh, Better than a pig. We'll definitely have you guys on support. So it's always fun. Put a bow on a pig. What? <laughs> Lipstick on a pig. Live from La Nistra. Oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> Casa Nostra. Oh Jesus! Nostra Casa, right? Is that Not it? Casa. Oh my goodness! Casa del Rio. Nostra Casa. I I, I got nothing. <laughs> Laird Castle. <laughs> La Casa Nostra. <laughs> if we can't call. Uh, Shay Christine, how about? Shay Christine. Uh, okay, well. All right. The bomb shelter. A beautiful name. <laughs> or, uh, You're going to need a bomb what, shelter. The, for this. What are the cats' names? Annie and Katie. Annie and Katie. Mm-hmm. You could like you could find a way to like meld their names together and just uh, make it their house. Uh, oh, it is their house. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's a very, very. They're very cats fine after house. all. Actually, Annie With was named after Annie was named after a character from a science fiction book. What yeah. book is that? The Sparrow by Mary Doria Russell. Ooh. Which. Not only ties in science fiction, but also theology. And we definitely don't want to go there tonight. Not tonight. No, Sean's like, oh, kill me now. We're putting the bow on it. Well, you knew what door you were opening when you mentioned this. Mentioned what? The six pack with the oh, science fiction. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, because yeah. you knew that I, I was going to run through it with, you know, weapons. I knew, I knew it was going to be a good conversation about just different things and like spawn us to talk about other things and. That was the point. So, oh, that was a good movie too. Oh, that was yeah. <laughs> no, no. no was wait, can we quick really talk about like the cheesiest, nastiest science fiction movie? Sometime. Or is that is that another? Does anybody have like one off the top of their head? Just go around. My science project. Spawn. My science project. <laughs> no, I got nothing. I I just thought Spawn. that would be an interesting conversation. Spawn. Spawn. <laughs> yeah. You think that was a bad? Yeah. Science fiction, or I'm trying to think, like, yeah, superhero, yeah, the fantasy, like, comic book thing, because that was I had a whole other like thing we could go into comic book adaptations too. One with Ron Perlman too. That's yeah, Hellboy, Hellboy, cheesy. I like that. I'm trying to think of a good, uh, like, science fiction movie though that was like terrible, or I mean, that wasn't like supposed to be terrible, like. Mars, Mars, Mars Attacks or something. Yeah, Flash Gordon, that Queen did the soundtrack. Yeah, for. with uh, Sam Joe. That would that Flash would kind of qualify. Ball. Just being campy in the eighties and bad, low budget, King like for no reason. He'll save every man we have, every man and every woman and child. Oh, Flash! That was horrible. I don't know where that came from. Oh my god! I'm channeling Freddie Mercury in a really bad way. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help. It. I was still that no. Was so every, awesome every, every, once, every once in a while, Freddie Mercury just springs from my lips. And that's, Freddie Mercury no. impression. This is been <laughs> <coughs> a never-ending podcast. It's good though, because like I said, it's the never-ending podcast. 
Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to end it. Just let me end all right, it. Just stop it. Side of all right, turning all right. off all your microphones. Like end it. <laughs> Fuck it. I'll just do it at home. <laughs> me and Sean will do it in the car. What is this podcast? Six fucking hours. What are you? What are you doing? So Sean, well, that was pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, pretty John and Christine are pretty oh, they're crazy people. Fucking nuts, man! Yeah, I don't know why we even showed up. It, here, it was glorious, though. It's ten minutes from your house. That's the only reason I showed up out there. I'm, and I'm just glad we. I'm glad we finally just ran out of there and got it over with. We're here. We're in the back of your car now. Oh no, they snuck in the back. I'm of the listening. Car. I'm listening. La, 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 la. I can hear you. La, la, la. Oh, we should probably we should probably re-record this. We'll we'll do it nicer. They're, okay. they're probably going to listen to this episode. Or That's right. Have their Friends listen somebody to it. Yeah. I'll tell you something. Love, yep. Hold on, let me re-record that. Yep. Somebody to Somebody, 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 somebody. All right. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I'm just going to sit here and drink my bourbon. How's the lumbago from... Uh, <laughs> no, we're in the car. We're leaving. Nostra queso. We're recording it in the car. Nostra queso? Nostra... <laughs> Jesus. La Casa Nostra queso? No, he's the cheese head, remember? <laughs> All right. All right. Good night. <laughs> just try this again. Call it. <laughs> <For the Pacific. laughs> Good night. Well, for the Beside the Point podcast, I'm Joe. I'm Sean. And hi, bye, good night. John and Christine were here with yeah, us. Yeah, that was Christine, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Christine Mercury. And, and John Casa, Casablanca, Nostra, whatever that was, crap was about. Castle Laird. Somebody to love. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. Somebody to love. And please remember, wash your ass. <laughs> wash your ass. Don't forget to wash your ass. Get to wash your ass. Oh. Get to the chopper. That's how I want to go. You have a beautiful singing voice.